Ooh. Nice. Mine is uh is DHLing over and should be here on Tuesday. So he's not eligible for a 2017 <laughs> pick. I hate that. It's when it comes down to like I don't know if this if I can uh, talk about this thing as 2017 because it got here on January 2nd. It's like no, you can. January 2nd is about as 2017 as December 30th is. Mm-hmm. What the f- is going on down there? Hello and welcome to episode 492 of WTF at TFW. This is Chris Vangelis, host and editor and uh, guy whose mic is just seeming to really want to be loud no matter how I tweak the settings. Um, I'm joined today by Aaron. It's because it's all the noise that comes out of your face that makes it loud. No, I mean, like, even if I start talking all nice and soft like this, it just seems to be, like, upgaining it and I... It started doing this a week ago, and I forgot what I turned off last time, so we're just going to roll. You know, we're going to roll with it. Okay. Um, but to Aaron, you have recently discovered that you're uh, uh, 99% certainly allergic to almonds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fun uh, re- reaction to a uh, food gift from from mom, and then fun reactions to throwing anything that, and everything that might be an antihistamine down my throat all at once, followed by... Steroid reaction followed by yeah, yesterday was not going to happen. Yeah, you. Uh, I mean, you found out about a food allergy the worst possible way. You found out yeah. about it while ingesting the food. Yep. Don't uh, don't do that, dear listeners. If you can avoid doing that, <laughs> try not to do that. That's <laughs> a really bad system. Uh, system. Uh, I'm glad yeah. you're all right. Yeah, I'm glad I'd... it was only a bite. You know. <clears throat> yeah, it was. It was a bite, and uh, it's a. Uh... Families, a bunch of different family are on the ketogenic diet, so it's all like food that kind of tastes like what food should taste like. So it wasn't terribly great, but uh, after that, it uh, had its way with me, and I fixed the problem. I guess. Yeah, I mean, also the thing that was just occurring to me, you know, taking into account the part where you're also were like triple stacking antihistamines and steroids and whatnot, you also were put into the situation by a bite that went down your throat. Yeah. Like yeah, red, red rashes across bites, your arms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, TJ is joining us as well. TJ, do you have any food allergies? None that I've ever encountered. Yeah, I uh, I think I have a small allergy to red wine because half the time I have it, it makes my, my tongue puffy and I just don't, I don't even like red wine all that much. So it was an easy thing to just cut out. Uh, but I don't think I have any major ones either. Thank goodness. Like, yeah. I, I got bummed out about having a cat allergy, but you know. That's kind of it, it's it's an emotional bummer in that it's very hard for me to uh, engage with fun cuddly cats. Uh, but they're cats. They're not. They're not fun. They're not cuddly. They're horrible, horrible beings. Well, I'm uh, much better. I'm just going to remind everyone that if you want to engage Aaron about that topic, he's uh, AKSMTH over on Twitter, and he's mm-hmm. uh, he's all up for having the cat dog discussion. I just think you know, as long as it's, as as it's an affectionate one, I don't care what animal it is. You find me an affectionate iguana, and I'd be happy. Uh, I heard that those exist. I think I spent a day digging through YouTube looking for for videos of people cuddling with iguanas because I was having one of those days. Surely someone else has had one of those days. Dear listeners, let me know. Um, 
we got a little bit of news to talk about, a little bit of listener question we should talk about uh, this week. And uh, the news is basically, this is me just, you know, pulling editorial here as, as the podcast chief because I want to talk about it. In Singapore, Wave 2 of the Legends for Power of the Primes came out, and they include a couple figures that, like, we just hadn't seen, and now they're out in Singapore. Um, Road Trip and Battle Slash, who can combine together into Battle Trap. I think it's Road Trap, actually. I was reading the front page. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Yeah, road road trip would be funnier, I think. Uh, but yeah. ro- road trap and battle slash—they're shipping with Tailgate, who's a new head retool recolor of Wind Charger, and that's seems to have excited like three people, and I'm I'm happy for them. Um, road trap and battle slash—I watched the video review that was put up by a fellow over in Singapore, and uh, they seem like very solid Legends toys, and then they're also full of engineering. And then they combine into a robot who also seems extremely solid and, like, you can even BS an ab crunch into him, uh, thanks to transformation joints. Um, the, I'm, I'm hideously excited about these figures, and, and after watching the video, I went straight to eBay, just, just in case. But you know what I found? I found what anyone should expect. Um, sadness. So, uh, I'll just wait until they come out properly. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited about these. Aaron, how are you feeling about battle trap extremely excited yeah like i i i think my tweet was they did it the madmen they did it or something like that yeah something Um, something like that and and that's just them doing it have you seen some of how this toy works because like yeah i i I retweeted the video that i think that you retweeted i just watched Um, it off the boards um oh no i did retweet it you're right wow what a day uh it uh the way that it works i i think the only thing that like the fact that both of them kind of split in half to do their things like it i guess yeah it has to for the way that that works but i mean that that's the only thing i'm not entirely uh great about for road trip yeah, the, they, the they, SUV. I wish it. I wish it maybe held together a little bit better. They look like they. But I don't know. They might have some of those good old fashioned mainline toy tab tolerances to worry about in mass production. Mm-hmm. But like the splitting, I think also results in way more interesting transformations for the individual guys. Like the like the helicopter transformation for a friggin' Legends toy was pretty nuts. Um, mm-hmm. TJ, how are you feeling about uh, about Battle Trap? Who is now two boys? uh it's 2017 almost 2018 and i am excited for a duocon yeah i'm stunned <laughs> i'm stunned they actually they put this much love into one as I well know. And it's... like i like my tweet was you know in the age of hollow toys and higher you know in the smaller budgets uh two legends just did what no two energon autobots could pull off i mean I mean, yes, and and I want to highlight the fact that like there's there's clever stuff here for the sake of a more articulated combined mode, like um, Road Trap's head being the connecting point. Like, yes, it's kind of funny, but that also means that the combined form has a waist joint because that's his neck joint. Mm-hmm. Uh, they slipped some thigh swivels in there. They slipped ankle tilts in there. Uh, and like I said, like they even kind of slipped an ink, an ab crunch in there that seems quite workable for, you know, one or two poses. Uh, this is a, this is a highlight. I think this, this is reminding me of how I felt finally messing with Dinobot slash and going like, like how much is this toy doing for a legends toy as far as like the sheer number of moving parts. 
um, both for transformation and for like robot mode articulation. Uh, I, I feel like these two guys are one of the, the positive versions of this rumored thing where Takara Tomy is like, we're just going to unify with Hasbro on, on generations toys in 2018 um, mm-hmm. moving forward. Like so, someone, when, when that news was going around, I saw a, a really clever post going like, Hey, maybe this explains why deluxe jazz is slathered in paint. Um, Cause you know, he's, he's definitely a toy that as far as I can tell has some problems, but between that, like the way they did the Dinobot effect with the uh, the gold under clear plastic, like there are bits and pieces of production value that seem higher on these figures in very subtle ways. And then I look at Road Trap and Battle Slash, and those two guys feel like they feel like two Legends toys that just wouldn't have come out as Legends releases uh, in an earlier part of this this uh, trilogy of toys. Like they feel like the clones almost in that they they would get relegated to box sets or they'd be like a two pack in Japan, but not you know, over here. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it seems like a, a, a silver lining. If that, if that news is true, um, that and they're, they're, they're covered in paint apps, not lousy stickers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to gush too hard because like, hopefully these will be out in the next month and we can talk about them in hand, but, uh, I'm, Oh, I hope so. I, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I am like, so I went on eBay and I was like, you know what? I'll pay 20 Canadian for each of these. Cause they're 12 Canadian over here. Plus tax. Uh, when they're not on sale. Uh, unfortunately, the auction I found wanted, oh, what was it? Something like 30 bucks a piece. Uh, it was it was for the set of three. It was like 90 bucks for the three legends. And I was like, all right, well, you know, someone's going to do that, but it's not me. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super hyped about these. And if I actually can properly wait and get lucky with a sale and get them for like 10 Canadian a piece, I'm laughing. But uh, yeah, Wave 2 can't... Wave 2's got these guys... I can. It's got the finishing off of the Dinobots. It's got the finishing off of the Dreadwing Jet. Um, I'm really hyped for Wave Two, uh, immensely so. The Terror Cons in Wave Two. I'm actually they're, they're the least exciting part for me because it's like here's two guys who you won't who who won't be finished for a long time after this. Whereas the rest of Wave Two is just full of like completion high. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fingers crossed. Uh, it sounds like you guys are are super down for these guys. Yeah, uh, it probably helps yes. with their like, legends toys. Like this, it makes me want flywheels, and it makes me want them to have the same combination engineer. Yeah, because yes. I want like crazy mix matched repaints of of all of it. I uh, I think that we should all remember the thing that the current regime said about how they want to finish what they start when it comes to character sets. Uh, I'll be amazed if flywheels isn't happening in this line. Um, given given the fact that they finished the friggin Decepticon target masters in the last one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I am excited. Uh, anyway, moving on from there, uh, toys that aren't out yet. Hopefully we'll be out soon. Uh, let's go into some listener questions. Uh, this first listener question here comes from Prime 135. TJ, would you like to read this one? Hang on. Completely unprepared for this. Excellent. That's the name of the game. Yeah, caught me goofing with the toy I got today. <laughs> All right. Hello, Vangelis and the Podcasticons. Tis I, Porgamus Prime. Okay, Star Wars is getting a little too carried away now. With another listener question, I would I would be greatly appreciative if you and the crew of the week could, uh, would answer the question found in the first post of this thread... 
see. Oh, I, I paraphrased the question into the bottom okay. of this question. All right. That's good to know. Uh, either individually or as a group, feel free to read said question on the air or don't. Either one. It's very long. Thank you. And click a podcast boss per paraphrases the question. You're in charge of a new Transformer Cinematic Universe franchise. What do you do? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the because the question uh, when I read the post in the thread, there was this large example given with it. But as far as I can tell, the question is just you're you're you know, you're Hasbro's Kevin Fage. You're put in charge of a new Transformer Cinematic Universe. How would you approach it? And I'm thinking like for each of us, like maybe just like one major key thing you'd have in mind if you were actually put in charge of a new set of Transformers movies. Because uh, I got I got mine already in set here. Uh, it's a real it's a real simple one. I would avoid having military human characters as much as possible, because I think the lesson learned from the Michael Bay films is that the more you feature the human military, the less special you make the Transformers, and the more tempting it is to spend a lot of time making the human military look cool instead of the Transformers, uh, which I just find incredibly boring, especially after more than one movie of that stuff. It was one of the most ruinous aspects of The Last Night for me. Uh, and I feel like that's saying something. So I would uh, I would minimize that. I would have the Transformers not like hook up with human governments. I would just have them operate under under the radar as much as possible. Make that a key point. So some sort of robots in disguise. Yeah. You know, like it's it's a it's it's a fresh idea. I know. And it's a little risky. But uh, I think that I overall would make for better films. Uh, that's me, though. I'd like to see them not start on earth and maybe so if you're saying like part of the reason why like going to the the beginning of this why feige has worked so well is because he knew that with whatever that whole first phase were all paid for so knowing that we would be able to get five movies together as as one package I'd probably have like the first movie maybe end with the arc or or whatever leaving Cybertron and ending up at Earth. That way there's actually like weight behind this war. And then you can go into some of that or even have it be like maybe 50-50 so that you have some prehistory to it to realize like hey this has been a long running thing not just a thing that happened to continually show up on earth i almost like when you're mentioning the part about like knowing you've got five films paid for i actually start having almost the opposite reaction of like if you know you're gonna have five films the second one should be the one you're describing so that you can like i feel like the, if you know there's five films make the first one as, yeah, maybe. as, as bluntly acceptable as possible uh, because you know you're going to get a chance to tell the really cool backstory stuff without having to worry about, you know, like, like grip, getting your hooks in and gripping uh, your audience. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying there should be significant focus to um, the, the backstory mm. rather than it randomly showing up in later movies and not making sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, because because they redid the backstory like five times. I feel like that's almost an intrinsic part of like having an actual person in charge of a cinematic universe is no longer doing that as well. Right. You know, like uh, having an actual story Bible that the filmmakers are supposed to pay attention to would 
Mm-hmm. Definitely. I don't want to steal that one, TJ, if that was yours. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no. But, um, TJ, what would be your uh, input on this one? For me, the thing I like the most in a Transformer story, and I find it's where you uh, you get the most connection to the Transformers, is add a little bit of... I know, a, a little bit of natural response to them, just because mm. I, I don't like... I don't like how the Autobots show up on Earth and, well, we downloaded the internet so we already know everything goes on. Because I think one of the most endearing scenes in Transformers in the live-action movies is when they're in the backyard and they're stumbling around because they don't know what any of this is. This is just... Mm. This is all Earth trash. But it's one of the few points in any any of the five movies where you get just genuine character moments. Like, I, I would love a scene where it's just... You know, you, you spend like the first half hour of the movie with just the human and like Bumblebee in his protoform stage because he just gets he gets to Earth and goes, what's a car? Yeah, no, or like you can, you can have the joke like he scans a bunch of other stuff. You could do. Yeah, you, well, you could do that, but just something that gives him a chance to actually bond with the human cast a little bit and actually, you know, show a little bit more of a I'm not just this. You know, this voiceless gimmick with, you know, yeah. the occasional really cool battle scene, you know, because there, there is a lot to just like, you know, you know, almost uh, like I, I, I kind of think back to like Transformers animated with this where, you know, there's 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 a lot to gain and a lot to show the characters in just showing them how Earth works and keeping them hidden away from prying eyes and you know giving them you know giving them a chance to just be vulnerable oh and especially if you know you have a certain number of movies you get to make that are that are paid for you can you can take the time to have um you know whimsy <laughs> i guess i was gonna be more specific but just on a broad scale you can have some whimsy and wonder you can have maybe slightly lower stakes on the first go around where you don't have a universe ending foe show up in your first story mm-hmm. uh and and so I can't start my movie with Unicron. I mean, if you want to, if you have a really good reason, I, I figure, then then <laughs> you could present that to the committee. <laughs> like, I also feel like a, a big part of this would be, given the somewhat unique nature of this of this property, I would say there'd, there'd even need to be some soft rules laid out. Like, if Marvel can have its house style, as damaging as I feel that's been sometimes, uh, for Transformers, I feel like th- there are also some house style things that would be great like like a never treat the transformers like props uh if they're on screen they should be treated as a character that's on screen and i think that a huge part of this would be if we have the cars sitting around there better be a reason why the cars aren't taking part in any of the conversations yeah that's mm-hmm. bugged me for five movies and i told you when we did the movie review for number five yeah. hot hot rod actually speaking in vehicle mode blew me away yeah, it was like it was like that was a highlight of one of these films because we went we went so long. I remember in the first movie when they're all sitting there in downtown and Brawl the tank is driving by and then like Jazz is just sitting there as a car looking like a, a car without a driver. And I'm like, why is Jazz not saying a single thing? And he suddenly just takes off. Uh and it's just it was very it was very blunt. It was very like here's the part where he's a, a robot character because we have the budget. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I don't want those seams showing and and 
And if you can't have uh, the, you know, interactions happening, even though the cars are sitting there, give a reason why. Say that, you you know, they're maintaining their disguises. They're maintaining radio silence. Anything. Um, I, I think that that's that is a huge thing that I'm hoping this upcoming Bumblebee movie manages to solve is not making the Transformers feel like props uh, every now and then. You mean the movie that's set in the past so Bumblebee's voice still won't work? Yeah, aside from that part. The other thing I'm hoping is that maybe because of how well uh, The Last Night did, perhaps there was something where, I don't know, someone said, hey, you know, if you want Bumblebee to talk, feel free. Maybe his voice box can be temporarily fixed. Or maybe we just retcon that whole stupid thing of him talking through radio clips that that okay this is very personal now i thought always was really stupid never worked for me the way it seemed to work for the the greater audience um because yeah i i feel like that that only added a challenge to not making bumblebee uh feel like an object on the screen Uh um that's 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 part of the whole reason why transformers are uh, an effective and separate thing from piloted mecha is that they are supposed to be alive. Uh, so yeah, the, the, I think those those all seem like like some good. If we were a collective, uh, am I pronouncing it wrong? I always thought it was Kevin Fage. I guess I'm just a soft G kind of guy. I've I think it's I've heard Feige, but I'm not sure. Okay, yeah. If we were the collective Kevin Feige for Hasbro, it seems like like some good solid groundwork. Um, here's, here's actually one other question I got. Would you say the first film, uh, needs a bunch of Transformers or would you say the first film would be more of a Bumblebee and maybe, you know, or more of an Iron Man and kind of just introduce us to a very strong, small cast? Okay. So if we're going with the second is the flashback, maybe two Transformers and a human. Mm Mm-hmm. So that it's not like just this like one-off thing change of shape so that you know yeah. that there are, that there's like multiples of them and then you know what so we don't murder the toy line then we can have them uh scan various things throughout the movie and then the toy line is happy sure because that, that's mm-hmm. the one thing that's the one thing i'm i think that uh i was about to say that i was wondering about with the bumblebee film but they kind of answered that the bumblebee toy line is not going to be just dedicated to that movie um, when you have very few Transformers, then you absolutely do also have a toy line to fill out, and that could be a problem. Uh, and that, that's that's one of the negative intrinsic things that does come with Transformers. It might just be it might just work Bumblebee's movie toys into that new reboot line that we've got coming out. That was uh, the implication I got is they they'd mentioned when asked about you know characters who didn't make it into the uh, the last night line they're like oh well you know we're gonna have a movie line next year as well so we're we're gonna roll some stuff forward and yeah i, I got a feeling like the studio series is the culmination of all that yeah. well i mean you'd also be able to have like you could have a couple of like villain you could have decepticons as part of the thing for toy line and other things in said toy line yeah, just they may not be as movie related. I, I like the idea also of, of Decepticons outnumbering yeah. uh, the protagonists as yeah. like you know kind of a different take on. Like, I like the animated take as well, where it's like one Decepticon is as strong as the entire cast. But it, it'd also be neat to have the uh, you know the outnumbered and on the run feel for that first movie, and that mm-hmm. that would then mm-hmm. force the robots in disguise aspect as well. Yeah. See, when I was thinking about like numbers for what we would start with, I. 
honestly had a flashback to Armada where I thought three and four was a decent starting number. Hmm, yeah. I'm just thinking about uh, about whether or not there's a... I think there's a way you could do it with the villains also having, like, a strong grunt style. Mm. Okay. You know, like a Viacon or something. Okay. Oh, so just like cannon a, fodder. Yeah, have a villain cannon fodder. Because uh, I think that having antagonist cannon fodder also solves one of the the problems with the current Transformers movies where every time you see a really cool-looking design, there's a, there's a kind of a coin toss as to whether or not they get, like, body horror murdered <laughs> before the end of the film. Like, even in this last one, man, Nitrozu sure was cool, and then his head was slow-motion exploded from the inside out. Sigh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like I'm liking this as a baseline. We should go and be put in charge of the Transformers movies. Couldn't be Any worse. day now. Yeah, you know, there are plenty of ways it could be worse. We've seen some of them. Uh, anyway, hope that answers your listener question. Um, Prime 135, the Porgamous Prime. This next listener question comes to us from Prime LD. Uh, Aaron, would you like to read this one? Yeah. Hey there. Question for either crew. Well, well, thanks for being decisive. What do you think about inserting Transformers into other cartoon worlds? One of my biggest gripes with Star Wars, powered by the Transformers, etc., is that the robot isn't an actual Transformers character. How would you like to see this done? For me, for starters, I would love to see a Silverhawks Mirage that transforms into Silverbolt, either in his colors or in show-accurate deco. Or how about Sectars, where the bugs turn into Insecticons or Monsterbots? Beyond that, a G.I. Joe line where Rattler is Thundercracker, the Night Raven, and Starscream, etc. Thanks for your time. So it's kind of like the uh, the version of crossovers that we were kind of like, I guess, coin toss wondering about whether or not that's what crossovers would be when we first saw them. Right. Um, I think this would be great. Like, uh, I, I always felt like the weakness of crossover was the lack of any clearly defined fictional definition as to what we were even looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that sure would be nice, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think it would also make for really cool one-off fiction. Like, I always remember that IDW comic book... Um, the uh, Transformers vs. Mars Attacks, one of the best one-off, real fun IDW comics ever ever released. And uh, something with that tone, I think, could super-duper work for any of these. Um, and it also, you know, gives some justification to the toy line other than it just being a fun thing. Except for the G.I. Joe part. They're like, that's ridiculous, G.I. Joe Transformers. I mean, that's... That's, that's lunacy. That's, yeah. That's, that's nuts. Yeah. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. With with the lines they'd done before, I think it'd be. I mean, it, it'll probably never really happen, but like a Marvel Transformers crossover because we kind of had the the Transformers. Well, we did have a couple of rounds of Marvel things that transform with Transformers technology, and hey, that's how the comic book started. But now mm. Marvel and IDW are entirely separated, so probably won't happen. Um. They still had uh, they had a crossover book very briefly uh, that I always forget exists for, uh, oh, for yeah. months at a time. Like the Avengers, yeah, yep. Avengers yeah. Transformers, and it canonically happened in the trend. Like they, there's a, it has a canonical place in the IDW timeline yeah. where it could have occurred. So, you know, there's a precedent there. <laughs> uh, it would definitely have to be some some uh, you know other other dimensional hijinks. I think mm-hmm. if we were going to come back to that. 
Um, but I, I'd love to see that stuff. Uh, I think the has like you know the the Hasbro comic universe thing going on right now opens a lot of fun doors that have been at least in the comics taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like like Skywarp is a member of GI Joe right now in a way that seems to be working. Uh, thanks to the ROM versus Transformers five-parter, we've got an excellent original character, uh, in Star Drive, who I'd love to see as a figure that also touches on some ROM themes. Um, but outside of that, like, any of these things, like, just picking, picking a Transformer and buddying them up with a character that, that kind of matches them from another, uh, another property, uh, be super fun. Um, I've always been down for this idea. See, I'm trying to think of a property where the vehicles are the famous part. And you don't need to worry about linking them to the character. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Mask is an easy one, but that also falls into the... Mask is too easy, I think. It's in the comics now, where their vehicles are literally Transformer tech, so it's kind of too much of a layup. <laughs> yeah, see, so is G.I. Joe, because that's where I go to. It's like, you know, people would actually know the vehicles. What about uh, like... Jason the Wheel Warriors? People still love that thing, right? Mm. If it was still the, if it, if it was still like the late nineties, I'd say Twisted Metal. I mean, people still remember Twisted like, Metal. Uh, and Twisted Metal had a Transformer in it once, in like Twisted Metal Black or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Sweet Tooth. Just yeah, just just because. But no, like it, it's easy when you have no need to like because the the hard part about those other crossovers was they just tried to cram in well yes it's thor as a plane yeah. and he turns into a robot thor and you're like why does the god of thunder need a robot of himself okay okay whatever uh, you know but if it's just a vehicle that's not an issue yeah no but Typically, things are famous for, like, one vehicle. You know, Back to the Future, one vehicle, or Ghostbusters, one vehicle. I mean, yeah, those those two properties actually are super easy ones that, that a, a plentiful number of t-shirts and, and fan art prints have uh, have laid the groundwork for. Um, I think I think stuff like, uh, like, like, just thinking toy properties, like, like, Starriors and Air Raiders were very vehicle-defined. Um, I think those could work. Um, to be honest, like... I mean, if you, uh, we, a lot of the Ring Raiders airplane designs were really cool, uh, and, and all could work as the baseline for just like jet transformers. It's not very character oriented, but no. uh, the, the vehicle silhouettes are so strong. There's part of me was the, there's part of me that just shot to Star Trek for a moment. Star Trek would be cool. That's mostly because I want the Klingon ships to be Combaticons. Yeah. Because that just seems appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, there's a scale issue there, though. Oh, screw your scale. Hey, guess what? There's a scale, okay, that, that is a co- that a scale is a, issue. That is a common <laughs> phrase in Transformers, I guess. Well, with the Combaticons especially. So, you know, we'll have Onslaught as a Federation how, how shuttle. space shuttles again? Onslaught's a Federation <laughs> shuttle, Blastoff's a, a Klingon battleship. Uh, Brawl is is uh, a Cardassian space station. <laughs> See, the whole point of this is to make the Klingon ships the Combaticons because that was their only thing. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be kind of cool. I, I I'd also love to see like uh, you know Deep Space Nine uh, crossed with Omega Supreme. Uh, so he's like a spikier Omega Supreme. I think that'd be really neat. 
I can never figure out how to actually get an Enterprise to turn into something. It's the stupid nacelles hanging off. The nacelles, um, I think either... They I, just I've fold in. a couple in. ideas. Yeah, either they fold in or they're two limbs. Uh, I think a big key is you have the saucer section split open a whole lot. So that the, the you know, like a kind of Cosmos style. Um, you know what? Okay, Cosmos, right? Saucer section basically turns into Cosmos... The battle bridge and the nacelles just turn into a badass, like, backpack and pair of forearm cannons. And there you go. And then Cosmos, like, if you if you look real close inside of his visor, you can see Captain Picard, like, just chilling out there with Riker. Like, Megazord style. I'm trying to think of anything else that has, like, a, a real iconic vehicle. I'm probably missing a whole ton to be honest, I'd always I'd love to see like J um oh what's his name you know Turbo Teen, whatever his actual name is. No one cares what his real name is. The Turbo Teen. <laughs> I'd love to see Turbo Teen where it's just like some like like he he's freed from his nightmare because someone just finally turned him into a a robot. You know like like he was a bunch of Cybertronians found him half car half flesh he- lying in an alleyway and we're like you know what we'll fix you but then they fixed the wrong part. But he had a transforming toy already. That thing, that thing, literally, is is like a footnote exception that I think we should just. Bro- I think collectively we as a community can agree that that toy is a funny thing that doesn't impact this choice. I just want to see him get Autobot X'd, you know. Um, I've- I want to see what happens when you put sugar in his gas tank. Like, you don't want to use the same washroom as that dude when that happens. I don't I, I know. I can't think about that show. There's there's logistics to that show that always threw me off. Well, I, so, number one, let me just throw out there. I'd also like to see Red Dwarf and Starbug done as transforming robots. I don't know who they oh, turn yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. But they're they're very strong silhouettes that are full of potential for transforming. But also, I want to throw out there, if you never heard it, I did an interview a couple years ago with, with Matt Frank and with... Uh, uh, Buzz Dixon, and uh, I believe that's who the interview was with. I'm trying to remember, but I, uh, I had a whole lot of, of fun stories from from Buzz, and one of them was that he was trying at the time to get Transformers to be picked up uh, by you know wherever it was he was working, and then his boss was like, "No, we got this way way better property called Turbo Teen." And then Buzz Dixon was like, so I'm paraphrasing heavily here, but basically he was like, what I did was, because I thought Turbo Teen was stupid, is I just kept asking questions about how Turbo Teen works until they, they stopped asking me to write for Turbo Teen. Uh, and he was asking things. He's like, what happens if someone puts something in Turbo Teen's trunk when he's a car and then he turns back into a person? And they're like, well, that question is important. And he's like, no, that question is vitally important, sir. Uh, also, what happens if someone pops Turbo Teen's tires and he turns back into a person? What happens if someone puts a bunch of gasoline into Turbo Teen's gas tank while he's a car and he turns back into a person? Where's the gasoline go? Does it just, like, come out of his stomach? Uh, it's a fun interview. Go look it up. Uh, TF Expo 2015, Matt Frank and Buzz Dixon interview. It's up on YouTube. Um, I, don't know, I think we, we gave a whole bunch of answers for this. Anything else you guys want to throw in for, for property vehicles? Not really. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Oh, we got one more listener question here from uh, Inhuman Elm. 
Uh, he says, hey, Evangelist and crew, as a Transformers fan who grew up with the uh, RID 2001, the Unicron Trilogy, and the live-action movies, I'm extremely familiar with annoying and frustrating characters. Uh, that's an excellent statement in and of itself. And I almost I almost wish the question just sort of, you know, <laughs> cut off right there, because I'm like, nah, that, that statement tells me a whole lot that's true. Because, like, like, holy crap... <laughs> That that takes that that takes the wind out of the sails of three huge parts of Transformers in a way I kind of like. <laughs> a lot of nostalgia. Anyway, question continues. Just about every show medium uh, has them, uh, whether they be flat out annoying, like Energon Ironhide, easy choice, intentionally hateful, like IDW Star Saber. Sorry, TJ, but I love this version for how much I hate him. Or genuinely okay, but that's actually a problem, like Movie Skids, Mud Flap, and Drift. But I want to know if you have anyone fitting a fourth category, characters that ruin the story or medium that they're in. While I still enjoy a lot of TF series I've seen and read, I cannot say the same for RID 2015, and it's all because of one character's side swipe. I despise this character whenever he does something horrible, e.g. whenever he's on screen. The characters react by looking at Strongarm and saying, he just needs time to mature and maybe you should loosen up. Say what you will about Strongarm being uptight, at least she does not constantly do things that actively hurt everyone around her for the sake of her own self-pleasure. When characters forgive side swipe, it feels like the writers forgive giving him and it is a slap in the face are there any characters transformers or otherwise who you feel somehow took you out of a story so much it ruined the entire experience i know we all try to forgive and forget the annoying characters and focus on the rest of the good show but as getaway put it forgiveness rehabilitation reintegration no not him not now not ever uh note i want to acknowledge that all of my emotions for sideswipe and rid vicious as they are still get filed under but that's still just transformers and not something to genuinely stress over thanks click click boom I got a very, very straightforward one for this. Um, but before I do that, uh, Aaron, have you got a character who just actually takes you out of a story and you kind of like, you wish they would just go away? Um, so actually, I, I saw something that kind of parallels this pretty good, and it's actually more a writer problem. So mm -hmm. there was a, th a thing that Will Wheaton tweeted recently about there was somebody that had made like uh, a potential Lego set that had all the next generation characters. And for Will Wheaton's character, Wesley Crusher, they had a whiny, cryy face. And it, then he wrote something about it, about how like, it really sucks that like, Hey, he has all these memories and, you know, did this thing. And then everybody remembers that. And I got to thinking about it and it's a thing that more so what upset me was poor writing. Mm. of him because it was like okay so you've got this kid that you say super smart and you you give him all these responsibilities and like um what was the episode uh where they get lore data lore i think was yeah. the name of the episode and like you know a couple of people like ah, oh, data's kind of weird you know somebody should go check that out and they're like hey wesley why don't you go check it out and he goes and he checks it out and he sees like yeah stuff's really weird i think they've been swapped Go, and then he goes back to report back and then everybody's like no you don't know what you're talking about it's like no you told me to go do this thing and i did this thing and now like i think i think there's bad stuff going on here and then that's where the infamous shut up wesley line comes from that is just like that is like writers took the thing and then did such a bad job of it that then it makes it bad yeah so it's like it's like it's not even the character's fictional personality. It is it feels more like the way the writers wanted to use the character. Yeah. So um, like that was the first thing as I read this that popped to mind. I can't think of. Oh, I'd really have to sit there and chew through some. Uh, 
fiction that I've watched to know if there's another one that's more like what Inhuman Elm's looking for here. Like a Transformers, like... Right. Or or just even a character that, like, you're like, I just want this this entity to go away. Right. Like, you, I feel I feel like, you, be, you, in a way, what you did is you, you, you very nicely explained how, you know, a TNG Wesley Crusher yeah. was really not jiving with you. Yeah. And, I mean, because most of the times I can sit there and see, like, when it is the kid insert character. And yeah. I almost feel like that's the way that Sideswipe is in like the two and a half seasons or so that I've watched of R.I.D. 2015. Less so the actual kid. I feel yeah. like Sideswipe's the the new guy trying to do what he can do and he's the one that learns the story frequently. So, unfortunately, the kid insert character is a thing you have to do in children-oriented cartoon lines trying to sell toys. It's a weird thing with RID 2015, like, having watched all of it, Russell and Denny... You know, the, de- the the kid and the dad, the human yeah. characters, they ended up being like two of the most like, I don't know, the they definitely had their moments in the first season where it's like, yeah, this is like, you know, the kid character and the parent insert. Mm-hmm. But as that show went on and they stuck around and they certainly didn't get like massively lowered screen time, those two very much felt more like, I don't know. <laughs> They they felt more they they felt more mature than than some of the other Transformer characters. Like they felt like uh they felt like like how do I put this? Rather than the audience insert characters, they felt almost like spectator characters. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Like stuff happens to them, but like the stuff that happens to them isn't the backbone of like the moral message and and I, I I don't know like as as the show went on I felt more like those two characters were like these weird almost like writer inserts <laughs> at times um I ended up really liking them uh you know especially for human characters and transformers uh they were very consistent uh TJ what about you have you got a character that like you know brings the the mood down for you in a way that's not fun hmm I was trying to think of something more topical, but frankly, through one reason or another, I've kind of made my peace with a lot of the ones from Transformers. I remember, mm-hmm. I can remember, I can remember in Energon, everyone was annoyed by Ironhide. I get that. That's probably as close as it comes. Um, like when uh, it used to be Kicker, but uh, meeting the voice actor for him, uh, Brad Swale, like he was so into the fact that he got to be on transformers. Like I can't, I, I, I can't hold this against you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really think of anything off hand for that. Like in other properties, I can remember like as a kid, even as a kid, I can remember watching mask and wondering why they didn't just lock Matt tracker's kid in a room every time a buzzer went off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, like, he's, he's definitely got the qualities. <laughs> yeah, you, like you literally exist just to screw everything up, to be in trouble. Hmm. It's like yeah, I, I can you see might, that. Yeah, you might as well well be you just wear a bullseye on your shirt at all times. <laughs> uh, like, like there's there's current stuff too. Like I I find that I'm more tolerant these days, but it has to be like like when it when I hit my limit, it's like just great, just like scratches at my brainstem um one thing like that right now is in the current voltron cartoon because it's a fantastic show like Mm -hmm. one of the best reboots i've ever seen of anything but 
they have Koran, who is funny in small doses, but every now and then they'll give him an episode, and it's just unbearable to me. Mm-hmm. He's definitely like a lion rider because, like, once once I figured out, you know, and read up on who was who was portraying, you know, who the voice actor is, I'm like, oh no, that's that that's what you get that actor to do. Like the they they cast him correctly, but yeah, like like he is permanently like two seconds away from me going like we need a new scene, we we need a new scene, yeah, yeah, which is weird because when he works for me, he works, you know, especially you know because I, I like that actor. Uh, so yeah, the, well, current they, they, current Quran is 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 a real man. That's an edge case I hadn't thought of. Yeah, because well, the I remember the episode where they did basically the space mall. Yeah, and like this. This is about the limit I can handle of him. And it's like, okay, I get his character. I get his sense of humor. Not working for me. And I could get through that. But this last season, they did the Voltron show that everyone told me. I, you, did you watch this episode? They do like they do a whole bunch of like Sentai poses like pulled straight from like the Japanese series. It's like, no, because it's a Quran episode and I would shove my head through the TV screen. Like I couldn't make it through that episode. I'm uh yeah, I've, you know, being connected with a bunch of Toku folks. I heard a lot about that episode. I'm still like, I'm now two seasons behind on Voltron because the seasons are so short. I kind of just let them build. Um, but I didn't know that was a Quran episode. I can see how that might be grating. I'm still looking forward to it, but now I feel like I'm prepared. <laughs> you, should, you should find the time. I want to. It's just like after the second season and after hearing a spoilerless hot take on season three, I was like, I'm not going to watch season three till season four is out. Uh, and then season four is out and I'm like, I had other stuff come up. <laughs> I wanted to watch first. Uh, so it's, it's no, nothing bad about it because it just means I'll have a whole lot of Ultron when I when I want to sit through it. Um, I think, I think one important thing about this question I just want to highlight before I get my answer is like, uh, and I think that Inhuman Elm did a good job of like covering this is like, there are characters where it's sort of, they're irritating, but like, it's part of, it's all, it's, it's intentional in a way. And I think there's a fine line where it's like an intentionally bad character can completely work for me. Like, uh, off the top of my head, Hux in the newest Star Wars movie without, you know, dropping major spoilers, like Hux is incompetent. Uh, and lousy and a terrible person, but delivered in a way where it's like, no, he is. I love this character because he's a great garbage character. Yeah. Uh, who is designed to be trash. Uh, they perfectly crafted someone who I, I greatly enjoy watching the universe kick him in the nuts over and over again. Um, and, and I feel like sometimes the current enthusiast culture we're in conflict like misconstrue that as like bad writing because this character has these flaws uh, it seems like that's a very common thing nowadays so i'll, I'll lay out like I, I i i feel like there are there's place for, for for flawed even sometimes trashy characters uh when they're, when they're used in those ways so the character i'm going to talk about is also relevant to a transformers comic that recently came out uh the newest issue of lost light uh, if you haven't read that, this could be construed as a minor spoiler. I'm not going to go into super details, but I want to give a, a little a little warning here. If you don't want to hear anything about that comic and you still haven't read it, maybe fast forward like 10 minutes. Um, okay? Okay, so now I'm going to talk about it. Because Inhuman L mentioned this character. Uh, for me, that character is IDW Star Saber. Uh, I found Star Saber and IDW to be 
Uh, an interesting character at first glance when he first appeared. And then over the course of his first appearance, I, I, I got very tired of him. Uh, I felt like um, there's a lot about him that is very parallel to how IDW was portraying a character like Overlord. Except there was something very unearned about Star Saber being one of those like murder machines. Uh, and it just meant that I felt like his presence was a meat grinder for random characters I was more interested in uh, to make Star Saber more threatening in a way that just it felt colossally unearned to me. It, it, it For whatever reason, I saw all the stitch lines around him of like the author really wants you to be threatened by this guy uh, as opposed to, you know, you can see those stitch lines about Overlord, but they're nice. They're tasty. You kind of invite those stitch lines with Star Saber. I do not find them inviting. I find them irritating. Star Saber came back in the newest issue of Lost Light and immediately set about irritating me in the exact same way. Uh, that character's actions almost single-handedly wrecked my enjoyment of the three-parter story arc that uh, was concluded with that issue. Uh, and I, I, it didn't take me long to sit there and go like, what was it that bugged me about this? Hey, everything that bugged me about this ties back to everything Star Saber does. Uh, once again, he feels like an unearned hyper-powered antagonist. Uh, and I say this as someone who also completely loved the DJD, who have been accused of the exact same thing on a metal level. Something about IDW Star Saber irritates the crap out of me, and when I see him come back in a book, it just makes me, like, squint an eye at James Roberts and go, like, buddy, you gotta stop with this thing. Uh, either explain to me who the hell this character is before you have him meet Grinder, more people I'm more interested in, or, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to drop the book over it, but uh, I, I'm I was very disappointed to see that guy step out of the shuttle. And then I was triple disappointed once I got to the end of the book and and Star Saber had a whole bunch more, you know, bullet points attached to his TF wiki entry. Um, he's I, about I, as I, well as I can put it. <laughs> I'm so hoping like I'm so hoping that some at some point they take the Ultra Magnus approach and just flush a little guy out of that armor. They just put in someone who actually acts like Star Saber. I don't even need him to act like, you know, heroic Star Saber. I just wish that he felt like a person, you know? Like, he just feels like this this he, authorial he, murder intent that was, like, put onto a Japanese yeah, character yeah, that people like, like, you know? Yeah, like, he, he feels like... He, he feels like the jerk paladin at the table that you always yeah. have to play with. Mm-hmm. Is all about upholding his authority. And it's like, can you at least like get, show me like one year of this guy's backstory in two pages of like how he became this way? Like, like the thing they did with the DJD was a good number of them. At least you got even just through dialogue, you started to get a grip on who they are as people. Star Saber in IDW just shows up, says a bunch of biblical sounding stuff and then like cuts people in half and then leaves. And like, that's his whole character. And I'm like, what? Like. All I feel is that a bunch of really interesting character potentials got killed to make this dude look cool, and he's never going to have the moment that makes me think he's cool. Uh, so I'm, uh, yeah. He but. he feels throwaway. Yeah, he's like, like th he's he feels like the guys he's supposed to be killing, you know? Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. So he's a one he's a one note character. He just happens to be really powerful as a one note character. And then, like, and it feels like it feels like the author loves what this character is and simultaneously hates this character. And I, I don't know. I just get I get nothing but unpleasant vibes off I mean, him and not in a fictional level, but in like a meta level. I, I mean, for me, it's like 
you've taken a, you've taken an, a, a one of a kind character in Transformers because no other Transformer knows what it's like to be a father except this one, and completely stripped it so you could have this one note zealot who just wants to kill a whole bunch of people. Yeah, I mean, like you know, in my case, I don't I don't care if they strip away the the Japanese identity. Just just put something cool there, not this uh, this just really lousy entity that floats through the book i mean and, and I, I mean just i just i just feel like there's just some characters just like this is who they are you know like bumblebee is the friendly one you know he's the one making friends with you know megatron and starscream of all bots in you know in the comic books you know hot rod yeah. is the you know the young hothead it's you know with an ego etc cetera, etc cetera. these are character traits that you want to adhere to I don't like when it's like, well, this is a Japanese character that wasn't in the U.S., so we can do whatever we want with him. Well, no. it's, it's with, with him. It, like, it's, there, there are characters like that, like Death Saurus um, in IW. I thought was portrayed really well uh, in a way like he he doesn't really strike me as like, you know, the anime supervillain that I tend to think of when I think of the victory version. But in in just like one exchange with Tarn, I felt like. You know, the IDW Desaurus, I, I got a bit of a hang of this character. I'm like, oh, you know, he's he's a, a big, bad Decepticon type, but he kind of struck out on his own and he cares a lot about his crew. There's something there uh, with Star Saber. Uh, it's it's just this like pit of nothing. And it's not in a cool way, like with, you know, like uh, uh, Sunder or something like that. Um, it's not it's not this character's unlikable. And isn't it great? Like with Getaway, because with Getaway, it's fantastic. You know, I, I, I hate Getaway. Yeah. But in a way that I enjoy hating him. <laughs> Uh, with Star Saber, I just get irritated. And then, you know, obviously with what Star Saber did in the last issue, um, those actions I found irritating already, regardless of the character. And then for those actions to have been carried out by someone who I know will probably not use them to 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 improve in my eyes in any way, shape or form as a fictional entity. I'm just like, this is this is a waste. This is a big old waste. Uh, and I, I like, you know, if Overlord did it. I'd be irritated, but at least I'd be like, well, you know what? Overlord's fun. But for Star Saber to have done all that stuff, it's just like, nah, this is lousy. This is <laughs> this is this is you like like crumpling up some stuff and putting it into not the cool trash can, but like the the lousy like one that has poop on the on the rim that I, I don't want in here. I don't want that trash can in here itself. I'm cool with the other trash can being in here. It's nice and neat and it's purple and teal. And it, it and then there's a trash can over there that's all like saying bomp and it, you know, kind of smells nice. Uh, anyway, I gotta stop ranting about that because that's that's too that's I this is, I've hit the wall where I need to start like dropping heavy spoilers and I don't feel like it right now. <laughs> uh, TJ, did you read the new Lost Light? I did. All right, so the thing I, the, the 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 back quarter of that book really bugged me. Mm -hmm. did, did you did you find anything in it that you were you were more into than I was? That, uh, that going too specific in that particular part. Yeah, uh, it's just a lot of unpleasantness. I'm I'm kind of like you, where there is a lot that I loved in that book. Um, I will mention uh, Nickel. Yeah, I you know there's a bunch of setup that I love, and I know the writers of these books, and I know it's going to pay off into something really really cool because that's what it always happens. But the back half of that book is just. I'm I'm trudging through this, and I don't like anything I'm looking at. And like you know, character slaughter type events have happened in that book that I've I've enjoyed. It's just this this one was like the 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 version of that that I just found irritating. Like I wasn't even upset. I was just like this sucks. 
Like, I finished the book, and I was like, I don't even want to really... I don't really want to do a second pass on this. It just kind of sucked. I want to see the next issue. Like, <laughs> uh... I even... You know, the last panel, even, I was more okay. Like, I like the last panel, and I like the shocker on the second-to-last page. Uh, that was neat, but... And the other bummer is, and I saw this from, from uh, I think it was Brickinator on Twitter, going like, I remember TFCon 2015 when a fan uh, asked James Roberts if he'd, if he'd ever seen Rook from Combiner Wars, and James Roberts was like, no, who's that? And uh, this fan said, oh, Rook's this new new Protectobot, and it would be really cool if you, if you did something with him, since he's not really a character. And uh, all I could think of was, I think I held my finger on the F key for like a 10 seconds and just sent that as a reply. <laughs> uh, that, that turned out well. Anyway... <laughs> Um, what's up? That's our list of questions for this week. Thank you all for keeping on sending those in. We still got a little pile of them uh, that we're going to keep uh, pecking away at. Um, but it's uh, it's what we got this week time. Uh, we're going to start off with the off-topic part of it. Uh, I am going to ask you, Aaron, first, tell me a Transformer you got this week. Wait, off-topic? Yeah, or sorry. A Transformer this week? We're mixing me up here. Oh, I'm all... I'm we, sorry. Do we, do we, I'm all change the format for 2018 or i'm all hot about that star saber garbage still okay. <laughs> uh on topic let's talk about transformers on, on topic. topic aaron what's the transformer okay. you got this week uh the first one i'll start with is thanks to uh nurse midnight he saw my tweet about hey it'd be really cool if i could get pounced without paying a lot of money and then he's like which one's that and talked back and forth he's like <laughs> okay i have it i don't care about it i'll send one send it to you so he still hasn't told me how much it needs to reimburse him for it but uh so now i have all four of the clones and hey pa- right. pa- pounce is a is a cat thing out of the same weird torso that somehow works for all four of them you know what though i, I really like what his his i think his front legs do when they fold up on his mm-hmm. back yeah they they can pack super well yeah, man. So you're here in Clonesville. Yeah. Are you feeling any pull to go Japanese on them as well, or are you going to stick with uh, with the American ones? I I think I'll be fine with the the American ones. Now, if I'm at like TFCon and somebody has it and it's not a bad price, I may go for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have all four versions of it, so I think I'm good. Are you uh, thinking about any any like uh, third party weapons for them? Um, I would like to to do something for weapons. Um, I still haven't quite decided, mm-hmm. or if I want to just scavenge from other things, or how I want to to do it. But cool. But yeah, it's. I'm glad you. I'm glad you sorted that because that, that was that could have been a saga. Yeah, it would have been super disappointing if it just continued to have three out of four. Yeah, or if it became, I guess I'm getting a box set Yeah, for a Legends toy. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'd still like more stuff out of that box set, but not for the prices that that goes for. I'm super disappointed that that set was so expensive, like showed up twice, and then was all, always stayed super expensive. Yeah, the, which one was it again? He was in, he was in the second yeah. one, right? Like the one with Jinrai? Yes. Okay, I actually recently saw one of those at a local Toys R Us here. Uh, it wasn't on sale, though. I don't know if it's still there. And uh, never showed up at uh, Toys R Us, never, like, the times that I was around for it 
it was just seemed uh, excessively expensive. It was just never, yeah. you know, every other one of those box sets has ended up going for a lot cheaper and hanging around long enough that I could have the time to think about do I want it or not versus just it never being a thing. And yeah, the I bet a, a, pre-order price of 36 most places for the set of two of them, I'm good passing. I, I bet a bunch of the, because that box set, I bet its stock got split internationally a whole bunch. Because that's the impression I got, like, for how, there was a period where it was it was decently findable for a couple weeks in Canada. Okay. And I, I got a feeling that there was just a set global stock, not just like a set American stock, set, yeah. you know, other country stock. Maybe. Um, I think Big Bad just probably got all of the American stock. Something. But I, I know that for a brief period of time at like one of the discount second like second chance style stores had gotten some of them. And then yeah. I hit all of the ones around here that might be somewhat affiliated and never got lucky. So. Buh. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever the case is, you've got a happy ending to that story yep. now. Uh, DJ, tell me a Transformer that you got this week. So, courtesy of my friend Brian, who spends, uh, who makes it his mission every Christmas to take a few little chunks off of my G1 list, I got in a G1 tailgate and pipes. Hey! Hey! So, like, now I'm just, IDW has me on this quest to get every tailgate, which is, which is easy, because there's, like, three. Well, soon there's going to be four, right? Because we got a new one coming out in week I, two. Uh, I think I was counting that one, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, um, G1 tailgate is pretty much what you think. It's, you know, it's the little wind charger mold, except for the new chest and head. And, you know, it looks far better than the flat-faced wind charger toy does. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's nice. It's a little G1 minibot. It's what you'd expect. Better colors yeah. than wind charger, too, I think. Like, yeah. More striking. Like, it's it's more subtle, but it's a little bit different for the minibots. You know, he doesn't just look like you know a you know, flat cliff jumper. Yeah. Uh, then like that's that was kind of like the formula that I was kind of uh, familiar with with like the season three minibots, which is just like swerve and tailgate and outbag, and these are just remolds of like the way you know like the first year minibots, just simple stuff. And I assume pipes was the same way. Pipes is absolutely not the same way. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> no. Com- like, okay, the trucks look similar, but they are, I-, I would say, completely different toys. Like, almost like what we say with, like, borrowed engineering that we still mm-hmm. don't have a good word for. Pretty much what he is. Like, the structure is the same, but everything's rearranged. It's a much cleaner and nicer little toy. It's yeah, not uh- just, it's not just a head hiding in the giant hollow box. It's kind of like like with with pipes. I always feel like it's it's he's so different, and I feel like it was a very simple change somewhere in him, where it's just like they turned something backwards, but yeah. it resulted in this like way. I, yeah, I always I always felt the pipes looked way better than Huffer as well with the G one mm-hmm. toy. Well, it's 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 simple things, where it's like you, I mean, you are right. The toy is literally just like flipped over. So like you know when you're looking at the robot modes on Huffer, you're looking at the bottom of the truck. When you look at pipes, you're actually looking at the top of the truck. Yeah, you know, and it allows like very simple things like just the angle of the arms that makes them look like they're not broken. 
like that's you know, it's it's a lot of little it's little subtle changes but he feels so nice like i i it was a genuine surprise how much i liked him yeah i uh, i grew up with pipes and actually never had a huffer um i handled some some huffers at botcons never liked them so i never actually picked up a huffer um i, was, I think i eventually got a new pipe somewhere down the line because my pipes was real banged up uh but yeah pipe pipes was was actually like for a little while it's like one of my surrogate optimus primes even because he, he was a truck well he's also one of the only other ones that got to say transform and roll out and that's right then, and then they got stomped by Triptychon. Yeah, in, in G1 Tailgate's Shining Hour. Like, I think that's, like, the only scene he's in in, in the hmm. G1 it, cartoon. It, yeah, it, yeah, him and Swerve vanish after that. You know, and Swerve just yeah. gets spiked into the ground. He's nothing but a head. Yeah, like, I, you know, all, all due respect, man, of course, but it was it made me chuckle. I saw when, when you know, the reveal of Wave 2 of the Legends came out, I saw some people going, like, finally, the real tailgate has come back. The one from G1, not the comic book. And in the back <laughs> of my head, I was like, I was like, I, you know what? I bet G1 tailgate's super stoked that anyone gives a flying crap about him. Yeah. He's considering how much of a nothing he is. <laughs> At least Pipe got a second episode appearance. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like a lot of that nostalgia, I think, ended up being like, you know, oh, I grew up with a tailgate when I was a kid. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. It's just like the idea of like having any affection for tailgate, the character that isn't the IDW one. I'm just like, what? Like, did you read his text back like 50 times? <laughs> or... <laughs> uh, cool. Well, uh, over on my end, starting off, I, I basically found Power of the Primes. It came out in Canada. Um, so I, I picked some up. Uh, I'll start off with uh, something I know you guys have talked about before, which is the Deluxe Dinobots yeah. uh, Slug and Swoop. I really like those two figures. Um, obviously, um, they they come out of the package a little bit rickety, you know, depending on your luck. Um, a lot of it was, for me, very easy to fix up with some floor polish. Um, I also did a, a quick brush on super glue coat on uh, Swoop's uh, wrist peg on his combiner hand because it was just very loose. But... Um, uh, you know, with them with them being all tweaked up, I uh, I like those two figures a lot. Uh, you know, they they aren't perfect Dinobots, but they are extremely pleasant Dinobots. Especially knowing that four of them are all going to be like that, uh, it really works for me. Um, the limb modes are fine. Uh, I think the Dino heads end up in kind of awkward places when they're arms, but uh, about as awkward as probably any of the Terrorcons beast heads will be. So I I'm, I feel like I can't really get very upset about it beyond this looks weird uh the uh the sword that comes that comes with swoop is very welcome um in fact in fact any weapons are very welcome on these guys because you know uh grimlock has none and uh i'll talk about grimlock next i think but uh swoop and slug you know i don't think i would say they're great just standalone toys but they feel like very excellent parts of a five or no six part dinobot team uh, so I'm real happy with them. Uh, Aaron, going back to you, yeah, did you get any other Transformers? I did. I got uh, Power of the Prime Starscream. I did too. We can we can share right. this one. Um, I'm really disappointed with his jet. Well, with the underside of his jet just being Starscream crouched funny. So so I knew about that, you know, since weeks ago because of photos people mm -hmm. were taking. So that part isn't what disappointed me. The part that disappointed his jet mode still disappointed me, 
because on mine, the back part of his jet mode, it just doesn't hold together. It's ripping itself apart okay, constantly. Okay, so I don't know about ripping itself apart, but it definitely doesn't, like, all come together. So it's like where his, where his so, legs peg together, and then where that tucks yeah. underneath the skirt, where it has, like, the, the cutout that should all fit together just doesn't that does not fit together on mine yeah so you know how there's that tab for mm-hmm. his legs so on mine so basically said, his legs tab together his arms tab into his legs his wings tab onto his arms his shoulder thingies tab onto mm-hmm. his shoulders as i fasten each one of those things the legs get ripped apart more and more by the pressure of all the other tabbing together mechanisms uh and then if i leave everything else untabbed then he's just got you know some flop to him in general so the, the the leg tabs especially really don't don't feel very good and uh i feel like his you know the the backpack that turns mm-hmm. 180 on him i feel like something like the rivet got shot into it funny because the way that that cutout doesn't fit in and the way that the little pegs on the underside don't really quite fit into the hole okay. on his back i feel like that backpack is supposed to be another like millimeter down but the rivet got shot into it in a certain way to, like, make for clearance for it to turn. Uh, and I, I was just like, does this thing not click down? Because this feels like it's supposed to click down. Yeah, I really, it, it does feel like it needs to, oh, halo. The the stupid side tab things just shot off. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, there, there's just two or three things that make me feel like it needed another pass or something. Yeah, and, and like, I, I mean, really... His jet mode underside, you know, looks bad, but that knowing that going in, I was pleasantly surprised how much he transforms. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I wish he didn't come with his stickers, the the same wonderful stickers that are. Oh, those stickers are Garbo. Those are coming the, the The fact that like those like those stickers, the cutest thing about them are all like danger and no step, whatever yeah. markings. Ghost attack. Yeah, that's I mean, neat. This, this is stuff I think if this was a tampo. This would be yeah. amazing. Also, if those stickers came on a sheet, yeah, I would yes. you know be annoyed. But because I, it's you like know. You, you you sit there and you touch it and you see like oh there's a bunch of sculpting underneath this that yeah. I don't get to see unless I want to peel these stickers off and hopefully it doesn't leave a bunch of nasty residue. And also, then, and then there's not going to be any paint there anyway, so it's now just going to be this the off-white color yeah and and like for the red stripe to have been like the red stripe being lost the stickers is the big bummer for me uh aside from the part where the stickers also have been applied such that they are halfways gummed into all the hinges Mm -hmm. uh because whoever put them on you know was putting on a whole lot of these and it shows um i like i understand there's certainly a, a, a certain part of presentation in package but i feel like it would have been less expensive for the manufacturer to have just put a sticker sheet in yeah uh because yeah those stickers suck um but really it's just like for me the the big bummer of him was just how badly the jet mode fits together for how simply it transforms yeah i don't i don't mind the the fact that there's a big chunk of robot underneath it like this transformers i'm used to it like it's not good but like Mm -hmm. the robot mode is serviceable the torso mode is great Uh, the the torso mode Holds together better than the jet mode with a third as many of the tabs. Yeah. Like, what and the I hell's re- going and on? I really like the torso mode. The way that, like, the feet are flipped over to have the shoulder, like, 
the feet are at an angle. They're at like a 45 degree angle. Yeah. And then when you tab everything together, it holds together really well. And that to me is really neat. The, his head doesn't really ever want to go in or out of his, his like robot mode chest very well for me. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta work I, that I think neck joint. The, yeah. The way that it is, he has to like look, turn, turn his head around and look up as he goes, as it goes into and out of the torso and like, yeah, work it the right way. But like the way that that works and that his arms, his like lower arms become the legs kind of reminiscent to um, the silver bolt mold. Yeah. But but with like, with that really cool touch of like, instead of just having fists kind of angularly hanging off the back, it's like, no, his, his fists do a one eighty to reveal the combiner peg. Right. Uh, And then that forearm bulk like turns into thigh armor. Like Mm -hmm. the, the shape of that torso mode, I put, I put limbs on it. Um, and it, it just, it looks really good. Like it's a good combiner torso. Yeah. Uh, and, and the fact that it holds together so well when like, like all the tabbing that's being done, as far as I can tell is those, you know, those shoulder, those shoulder intake thingies, come down and tab into his his legs and that's mm-hmm. kind of it you know like his neck tabs into into the cockpit sort yeah. of but i felt like there should be like two more tabbing points on his legs how is this thing holding together and yeah. then i'm like well i'm gonna work the i'm gonna work the combiner arm forward and backwards and it'll all just fall apart not didn't even budge like i don't know what it's doing yeah. but the one thing the one other thing i kind of wish it did better was the cockpit as neat as that is that you put the whatever the fake prime master single block piece into yeah. it for torso mode. I wish that that had a space carved out towards the nose of the cockpit so that you could put a Titan master headmaster in there. Yeah. I, I wish as, the dimensions had allowed for it seat. to close too. And like, then yeah, think... for it to close over like that to, yeah. to be a place for one of these dudes to ride rather just inside the weird cannon add on feet things. Also, like, like you know, as, as much as I, I don't think this toy is the trash that a lot of people have been saying, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend this figure to anyone right now. But uh, a couple other things that are a real, a real shame that almost feel like I'm just sitting there going, like, why are you doing this? Uh, the null rays never look good anywhere. Nope. they're like geometrically perfectly designed to always look bad, no matter where you put them. Uh, it's all, it's almost astonishing how they don't work in any of the plug-in points, and then. The 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 front landing gear. Did you notice how far forward that thing is when it's down? No, <laughs> like, I didn't. You, you I didn't even fold down the front landing gear, and it's like, oh, this is fine. And then once it's all the way down, it's like, why is the front landing gear coming out of the very tip of the nose cone? Oh wow, like, yeah, it, I hadn't even yeah, messed with the landing gear. That is, it's like it's like perfectly moved a millimeter and a half forward to look bad. Like, yeah. I, I was laughing when I saw that part. I was like, all right, you don't care. That's fine. <laughs> You're just having it out now with the people who are going to get mad about this. Uh, yeah, Starscream's unfortunate. Um, and I I, I feel like there's a chance Alita 1 could turn out better. Because uh, a lot of it's tolerances for me that just don't feel good. Yeah, I think also Alita 1 can take her own shape. Like, she's not going to be bound maybe as much by how we think a Starscream should look. Yeah, like, like especially since I feel like she's very much implied to be IDW Alita 1. Mm-hmm. Like, having bulk works uh, yeah. for that character. Because, um, yeah, yeah, Starscream, I got him on sale 
I was, but it was only 10% off. And I was like, you know, I should have waited till he was 30% off. Because <laughs> uh, this, this was not very good. But the torso mode, now that I have him, it's like this torso mode's great. The mm-hmm. robot mode's fine. Uh, those are the two main modes. The jet mode is the bonus mode. Um, even his combiner feet, like those flip out rods on the bottom mm-hmm. so that you can use them like null rays, but they still just look awkward. Yeah. <laughs> like... I, I think it'd almost be better if they if instead of trying to be null rays he had swords and yeah. it was like two big arm blades like uh Cybertron. Yeah. That that, that would have they it would have looked better, I think. Mm-hmm. Um cause, cause as it is, like the null rays just look like they're too high up his shoulders in one configuration and too low down his shoulders in another configuration. Uh and it's just it's always awkward. Um like I, I'm looking forward to putting uh, Dr- Dreadwind and Darkwing onto him, uh, and then like figuring out who his legs are going to be. Uh, I've been thinking because I, I have I have spare um, spare Prowl, Streetwise, and Rook, and so those are like three okay. of the limbs on him right now. And I was thinking like it would be kind of cool to like get some custom heads for these and repaint them to be badgeless from the comic books. So it's like Starscream combines with a bunch of his secret police uh, to get to get bigger. Um, feels in character to me. Yeah, Starscream, how unfortunate. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, TJ, what's another Transformer you got this week? Uh, let's see. Well, went really small. How about really big? I got Titans Return Fortress Maximus. That's, in fact, the biggest. Mm-hmm. So I've heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's been out for a while, so the it's pretty well-known. Base mode is utter garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... There's little things. There's little garages, and you know, I I I can see having fun with it, and I do kind of want to, you know, get out my big leader class Autobots and start linking together ramps. Like I want, I want well, to see it. Hmm? The thing about him is the 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 prescribed base mode sucks a whole lot. Yeah, but he the American one because of those opening legs, he's got a lot of fan mode potential for better base modes. Like I've oh. seen two or three really good ones. Oh yeah, did that first chance I got. Should have taken a photo. Mm. Uh yeah, but it yeah, just like it's so easy to fan mode him and it's something good, it stuns me about why didn't you just tell me to transform him like this in the first place? Yeah. Like <laughs> like like literally four extra tabs could have made this thing look like an awesome fortress. Yeah. I, I even saw a new one recently from someone who had gotten the figure, you know, for Christmas, uh, where they, they kind of double folded his knees, so he's he's kinda of like kneeling and then turns into a base. Uh and it changed the shape of him so much, like he barely looked like Metroplex anymore. Uh, which is, I think, kind of the big thing about base modes for that toy is the the more you can make them not look like Metroplex, the better they are. Right, right. Yeah, like, there's ways to get him looking actually kind of similar to the original G1, which is yeah. kind of weird, you know, considering you don't have the big central tower that's kind of the focal point. But, you, you, yeah, like, he, like, the most fun of him so far has just been fan moding out you know, different base modes and trying to get him to look a little bit more like the original or just, you know, this, this looks like a cooler base to me. Yeah. Did you uh, do stock stickers on him? Uh, I did. Yeah. How, how long did that take? <laughs> uh, better part of an, of an hour. Yeah, I did that on him. That He's the one Titan figure where I did the stock stickers and it made me feel better about not doing them on the other ones. 
Well, I didn't do Trypticon yet. I, I've been meaning to, but, you know, so, I, I need to clear an afternoon for that. Based on my experience with Fort Max, with Trypticon, I just bought the repro labels. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> basically, it's like, if I'm going to sit down to do this, I want to do it with the stickers I like more. Uh, like, you know, it's an added cost, but I'm just like, I, cause for Fort Max, I put the stock stickers on for the sake of, you know, whenever I film him, I can show what the stock stickers look like. And then I was like, and, and so I can say I've done the stock stickers on one. And then after I finished, I was like, no, nah, this sucks. Cause I, I like the rep label set for this guy and I'm going to have to rip half of these off to put it on. It's just going to take longer. <laughs> yeah. See, I always have that same thought as like, well, if I ever review it, then I should probably have the actual stickers. So it's a fair representation. I asked around. No one cares. I checked, <laughs> especially after Fort Max. I was like, okay, listen, general, you know, viewer uh, uh, census I'm taking. Do you care if I just review with the rapper labels? And people are like, yes, yeah, fine. Half the reviewers like don't even put the stickers on. I'm like, okay. Okay, good. <laughs> like, I'm not sure what it was. Just like without like because with Trypticon, I'm like, you look cool enough. I don't need to sticker you up. But for some reason about Fort Max, like, I have to put stickers on you because you look naked to me. Which oh, I think, absolutely. I, yeah, mm -hmm. like, I think I think the big part of that is just that huge open Autobot symbol-shaped belly button he has. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> put something here. Oh, but, like, yeah, like, the most fun with the toy is just trying to figure out how do I make your base mode not suck. But, like... Mm. I, like the rest of it's rest of it's fine. Like there's a cool novelty to having a like fully articulated Fortress Maximus. I actually really like his spaceship mode. Give, like given how much it's just you know the base mode flattened out, mm -hmm. uh, something about it really worked for me. Um, I, I'm just I'm really bummed out. So I him and Metroplex I have the same problem, which is that I find due to the lack of of solid you know planted feet that I I can I can't do much with the lower body articulation. Uh, and so DNA design put out these slippers to give them ankle tilts, but then half the reviews I've, I've been reading about, you know, and the feedback has been like, these things kind of work, but it sucks that it's 50 us bucks because they don't feel like that. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, I think DNA were the only guys who were going to do this, you know, that in like, uh, hip ratchets with more clicks, I think it's part of the box as well. Right. And it, I, I don't think anyone else is going to do it. And it sounds like DNA's take ended up a little bit short of expectations. So I'm just I'm always staring at Metroplex and Fort Max going like someday I'm going to get those dumb add ons for you. But like, I'm so unenthused. But I also hate posing either of those figures from the waist down. Uh, I don't know. Like, I just I can't get them to stand up straight if I do stuff with the legs. Like they, they always start falling over and they're big and scary when they fall over. glaring at them now they're right behind me <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm having fun i need i need to put the i need i need to clear out the kitchen so i can actually have room to put all the cities together now yeah and then make them do a, a human pyramid you have to right yeah <laughs> you get you get metro and fort max to like go on all fours and you get you get trypticon standing on their backs mm -hmm. true devastator has something to do there too the Devastator can just, like, chill out on the side going, like, what's up? I'm a fully formed play experience. It doesn't need other stuff because I'm cool. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I like the Titan figures. I just feel like Devastator really still is the the one that hit it the best. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, my two Devastators are still standing up here. I, I Someday I'm going to finish the things I need to do with the Combiner Wars 1 and, and pass it along. But uh, then I also keep thinking, like, it's kind of fun having two Devastators. Because I'm weird. Um, well, moving on from there, uh, Aaron... Oh, wait. I talked with you about Starstream. That's what yeah. screwed me up. I'll talk about another one of mine. Uh, I'll talk about Dreadwing. Okay. Um, sorry, Dreadwind. Uh, I got him during the uh, the Boxing Day sale week. Um, and, uh, I like him a lot. Uh, it helps that his color work is immaculate. Um, like it, it's, it's, it's friggin' perfect colors. The, per the colors are everything I wanted. Uh, also like I, I, you know, I knew some of this going in. So knowing how, you know, how much he is a retooled, uh, aerial bot, I was astonished how much is different on him as far as moving parts. Uh, like there's a lot of fresh on him and if his, if his lower legs were not the same tooling as uh, whichever aerial bot it is that they are the same tooling of, uh, as far as the surface sculpt, I would say this guy was like an original design based on the skeleton of the the aerial yeah. bots. Um, I'm really into Dreadwind, and it, and it uh, still really is. Uh, I just like I, I feel like man had his legs not been the same, it would be just one of those like skeletal reuses, not a remold. And and we're in a weird place if that's a discussion because like the way that his chest is different, so that his legs are also like slightly like the back part of the legs is different because then they've got those hinged pieces to move the wings mm -hmm. down there, um, which someone pointed out, uh, and I was like, oh, that's clever. It feels like the reason why he has that stuff moving the wings down there is almost entirely so they can use that body to do cone heads. Uh, since the Coneheads had their wings attached to yeah. their legs rather than their backs. And I'm like, holy crap, you're right. That's real clever. I hope they actually do that. But like, the, it, it was that moving piece um, that the wings are attached to that I, I, I didn't realize was a separate, you know, multi-part hinged thing. Uh, which which warmed me up even more uh, to the guy. Um, like, I'm, I'm really just chomping at the bit for Wave 2 now because aside from completing the Dinobots, it also means I get to complete Dreadwing. Uh, and thus, you know, have these two, these two goons that can turn into the arms for King Starscream. Like I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of hyped about this whole play pattern part of it. Um, also I, I, I still haven't picked up jazz. Couldn't find him during the sales. Didn't want to pay full price for him. And I still feel super okay about that. You know, nothing against jazz. It's just like all reports are that toy is weak and, uh, seeing him in person, he wasn't as inspiring as any of the other three. So I'll pick him up sometime, but I'm uh, I'm gonna wait for another sale, I think. Uh, but yeah, Dread Dreadwing uh, or Dreadwind, uh, super duper did it for me. I uh, love the colors on that guy; uh, it just feels good. Uh, Aaron, let's talk more Transformers. You get any more Transformers? Uh, you... I got all three of the Titan Master um, Pretender or Prime Masters. Or Prime Masters. Very important. Yeah, <laughs> I got uh, Metal Hawk. Okay. Because I only wanted to buy one at full price, and so I figured him. I am uh, amazed at how well these guys come off. Like The paintwork on them carries them so far. Yeah. I, really w like, I really wish that, like, these guys had been Legends size or bigger. Like, it, it feels like, I mean, it's great the way that the 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 prime master fits inside of it so well um but like you know so 
Kristen recently at a yard sale found the the front half of um um skull grin. Yeah. Like the front half in great shape and like this is a little tiny skull grin and it lines up and hits all the points and then you go and you look at the other two and there are such great representations and it's like it's sad that it's such great rep- representation in such a small package. Yeah, they feel like really good, like collectible art toys of the pretenders. Right. You know, like small, minimalist, very few moving parts, really, really excellent sculpts and paintwork. Uh, and then it's like, man, like it kind of sucks that this is probably the best some of these are going to get uh, as far as these characters and designs mm-hmm. for a good long time. Um, like Little Metal Hawk is, is great. Uh, I, uh, I guess it really did happen where I opened them up and messed with them a bit. And I was like, OK, like I got real cold on these after the first reveal. I'm not like hyped for them now, but I am a lot more into the idea of collecting um, the whole, you know, all of them as they come out. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. like in a rush for it. I'd love to get them on sale because they're a little bit expensive, uh, I think. But the paintwork on them really, really fills in a lot of those gaps for me. Like I, I admit I had to go through a couple Metal Hawks on the shelf to find one who had the yellow paint apps on the pecs that, you know, looking decently clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them had some real bad either fade on the yellow paint or a couple chips on the yellow paint. But uh, the, the the amount of paintwork on those guys and on some of the Legends toys, you know, like we were talking about before, it really does feel like a silver lining to this potential unification with Takara Tomy's release of these figures of like our versions getting a little bit of a step up uh, for what they are um, in in the shared production. Weapon modes are still goofy as hell, though. Like, yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, that's the, like, that's kind of why I wish that they were larger so they didn't have to integrate a weapon mode like this. Yeah, they look they, they look really stupid because, when you... Because they do. Skullgrin <laughs> especially, because then it's just like, it's these three claws that just barely make it past the top of Skullgrin's head. Yeah, but, with but, Metal Hawk. But you can, you can totally take it off and put it in one of their hands, and it's just like, oh... Buddy. Yeah, it was Metal Hawk. You put it in one of his hands, yeah. and he's got this gun that's like taller than he is. Mm-hmm. And it just looks really stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like, like Skullgrins like, looks like one of those little rakes you have for your Zen garden. Yes, very much yeah. so. And it's like it's the smallest impact in the figure. Like the only thing I'm I'm you know quote unquote paying for is that little flip out peg. Mm-hmm. Really, like the weapon accessory. There would have been a weapon accessory either way. So I guess the negative is it's oversized for the actual Pretender shell. And and I kind of feel weird about the part, like, you know, the, the kind of joint it is where you're popping it in and out of those two little nubs? Yeah. Yeah. It's tight enough where I'm like, I don't feel like I'm supposed to be doing this over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the instructions are telling me, no, pop it off of there and put it in his hand. And I'm like, I don't want to because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good. <laughs> uh, yeah, like they, I'm still not like super into them, but in person they have so much more going on yeah. than in, in photos. But all three of them are basically that same thing. Um, I, I, I really like, I think metal Hawk has the best version of, you can totally see the robot's head through the pretender. Oh, that effect is so good on him. Um, like I can even see if the head has been slightly twisted left or right, just from, you know, bumping it. mm -hmm. Like I can see that in there. Yeah. It's amazing. Skullgrin has virtually no like face space open. They're still like his eyes and nostril are open. Yeah, but because of because of how big it is, like you're not seeing 
whatever whatever the Titan Master is inside. And then uh what's the third one? Cloudburst? I think the red one. Yeah, the red one. Yeah. You ca- like his eye level is bottom of the helmet. So you see mostly like the top of his head. Like uh helmet like small mode robot helmet brow up and down an equal amount that is about the center of that window but it's that's unfortunate given how well metalhawks works like metalhawks is next yeah. level for yeah. like just like i don't have to think about it i put the guy in close the shell his face is right where it's supposed to be mm-hmm. but yeah i i'm i i guess what would maybe make me feel a little bit better about their weird weapon modes is if their handles worked like came out further too yeah, because on the other two, there's just barely enough space to get like bite on a peg. Yeah, yeah, I, I have a lot of trouble getting some figures to hold the metal yeah. hop gun. If if the um, figure has any extra stuff around the hand, so I had them just for the time being. Since I got Starscream at the same time, I had them like in Starscream's hands, and I can get just the tiniest amount of bite. Um, into that in order to have it yeah. do anything. And that's kind of disappointing. I wish that that was lo- a longer handle, but I also feel like, cause on the weapon mode, you know, they, they're implying like, take the prime master out, turn him into an engine and plug him onto the weapon yeah, to finish it yeah, off. I don't do that. And you know, so I, I've done it with metal Hawk cause I like the concept and I feel like without impacting the, the view from the front, there could have been a better visual integration because the engine mode doesn't get to inset very much. So it looks just kind of like a, a bubble sticking off the top of a gun. Mm-hmm. And and if there had been more of a divot, I feel, or, or something on the back of the leg sculpt to integrate with the shape more, uh, I think that the effect would have been, looked a lot cooler. Because I kind of like the idea of, like, this, uh, you know, this, this gun, uh, you know, Vector Prime is going to plug himself into this gun. So it's like a time-powered gun. And I'm like, that's neat. That's dumb. Uh, and it, it's it's... It's like two steps short of looking really cool for, you know, the simple idea it's trying to do. Um, you know, it would be nice if in future, you know, waves, maybe there's a little bit more sculpt integration for those Prime Master engines. Yeah. Also, it'd be cool if there was like some fiction to kind of lay out what the hell any of it's supposed to be doing. Because like those those papoose vest modes for the deluxes, yeah. like Dreadwind's kind of works. Yeah. But even when it kind of works, the, the pop-out bit that's a pistol, I'm like, you have so much work put into this thing of which I don't understand what's happening when I stick. Like, you know, I don't I, I have an imagination, obviously, but I'm just like, I want to know what you want me to think's happening when I stick Vector Prime into a, a vest that then sticks onto Slug's stomach. Because mm-hmm. I don't get what's supposed to be happening. And then, like... On some of the on the combiners, it's like open up this thing and stick the Enigma in or a Prime Master, and then it feels like I'm supposed to do that, then take it off, and then close the hatch again. Yeah, and and then it's like, is this act is this actually the Prime or is this some aspect of a Prime? Yeah, I'm I'm just like you know, if there was a dumb you know made for four year olds anime show that went with this, even yeah. I would feel more into what's going on because i just kind of feel like i have concepts being waved at me mm-hmm. uh it, it's kind of like imagine if in transformer cybertron we had all the cyber keys right mm-hmm. but there was no show 
So you just kind of have these things you stick into a slot. It's kind of like, all right, I get it. I get toyetically what this is doing, but like, I don't understand how this is exciting. And then you see a show where it's like, all right, someone's going to go force chip ignition and there's going to be stock footage. It's dumb, but at least I kind of feel like, all right, there's a thing yeah. happening. I mean, something is going on. At least in Cybertron, you plug a key and a couple wings flip out or a missile launcher springs yeah. up. Something like that. This is like the Energon stars. Yeah. Like, yes. Completely yes. useless. <laughs> like I'd forgotten about Energon, Energon stars, stars. The Energon stars at least aesthetically kind of added something. Like these are just like, no, put this gigantic lousy thing on the front of the chest, pull a wedge out, stick a little thing in there. All right, you're done. I'm like, what am I done? What did I do? <laughs> uh, the, there's a there's a lot uh, like the whole power of the primes line feels very Cybertron to me in in the way it's the end of a trilogy in that it has all the good parts of the last two parts and it has this new thing that kind of doesn't make much sense, but is also very easy to ignore Mm-hmm. Uh, and the prime masters kind of are that <laughs> like I feel bad saying it but uh, I, I still don't really get what they are <laughs> Um, well Aaron going on from there uh, let's bop over to TJ TJ tell me another transformer thing you got if you got one no well, let's see Um, well we're still rolling here so uh, something else that came in from Christmas was uh, squeaks Oh yeah, deluxe, deluxe squeaks, which never showed up in my area. Yeah, that was a wave that I think was potentially easy to like have come and go without without getting received. Well, my area, like every time I went to look for any kind of movie toys, it was always wave one. I I think literally just like two days ago, I started seeing wave two stuff. Oh geez, yeah, it's just. It's barren here. Nobody is buying them. Hmm. But I know uh, Squeaks was under the Christmas tree, so finally have him. Um, I have a lot more fun with that toy than I genuinely expected to. It's a really good toy, uh, in my opinion. Like, not a very good Transformers toy so much as just a really good, like, this is a scooter that turns into a little dude and it has a thing. You know? Like, mm -hmm. like there's... There's some surprise to it in just like the way it accordions out into the into the scooter mode. And yeah. the scooter mode itself actually looks really good. Like I can make some really silly fun stuff out of this with other uh with like some of my other figures. That that toy is full of an astonishing amount of work of representing all kinds of cool stuff it never did in the movie. Yeah. That that's like <laughs> that's a good way to phrase it. Yeah, like like the 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 friggin' like swappable arm, the entire little base, like all the little accessories, like for a deluxe, basically, uh, and and it still has a decent transformation. It's not like it's like a Legends toy with an accessory box. That was the thing that kind of blew me away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one reason why I like a toy like it. Like if you're looking for like a high articulation figure, uh, no. But the fun of him is the fact that he comes with this big toolkit that turns into a little mini repair bay, which is not something you get anymore. You know, once upon a time, you might get it occasionally with like an Energon tow line or something like that. Mm. It's just a, it's a play pattern that just hasn't been around in so long. 
Well, and the number of things that that thing can, like the part where there's a there's a prescribed mode where that whole repair bay can turn into a rocket launcher backpack yeah. for him as well. Yeah. Like, that, that was the part where I was like, no, okay, someone decided to make something of this toy, you know, movie be damned. <laughs> uh, like, like Wei Zhang uh, are doing a, a knockoff, I think, I don't know if it's upscaled. Uh, it might be upscaled. They're doing a knockoff of Squeaks. It's a three-pack of three Squeakses in three primary colors, presented as, like, some kind of, like, Vespa racing team. And I'm like, that toy works for that. Like, you you just look at that figure, imagine there's a bunch of him in, like, racing stripes colors, and it's like, no, that makes sense. That's probably a super fun thing for, like, a kid over in China to get. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, like it was, it was a pleasantly surprising toy because I, I think just these days, I don't expect a whole lot out of movie toys in general. Mm. So to get, so get one that just felt fun to just goof around with was really surprising. Yeah, I mean, and doubly so given like how little that guy did in the movie, you know? Uh, yeah, it's like where did any of these ideas come from? <laughs> I guess old drafts of the script or something. I, I assume, like, he does the one thing he does in the movie, which is have a big Decepticon arm and, yeah. and a gigantic gun, and he can actually hold it up, to my surprise. Yeah. And, like, he's got, he's he's as articulated as Squeaks, you know, could could ask to be at that scale. He's got universal shoulders, you know? Mm-hmm. He's kind of got elbows. Uh, Yeah, I'm glad you're digging that figure. That's a... An easy figure to go like ah screw this, and I think there's a lot to it that's that's pretty fun. Um, okay, let's see. That was Aaron. That was TJ. What have I got left? I'm going to talk about Grimlock, because uh, I got Grimlock from Power of the Primes as well. So you know how we were just talking about Starscream and how I went in like knowing he's got a goofy jet mode, yet I was still disappointed. Um, so with Grimlock, I was going in going like, man, his T-Rex mode looks like junk and it's got all this stuff on the back. I don't know about this figure. Grimlock is great. Uh, I really like Grimlock just as a Grimlock toy. And that's the key thing. As a guy who's kind of the torso of a combiner team, Grimlock, I think is a great standalone Grimlock. Very simple. His T-Rex mode is kind of gummy, but like, the way I can put his T-Rex mode, it looks kind of like if you got me kind of drunk and asked me to draw Grimlock in T-Rex mode. That's what his T-Rex mode looks like. So it's got kind it's got kind of sloppy hips, it's got a sloppy tail, but it's sloppy in the vein of an 80s T-Rex. And it kind of worked for me. I don't know how to mm. put it any better. And then like the transformation is really good. The the robot mode is excellent. It's like a an awesome robot mode Grimlock. Uh, the torso mode I really like. Uh, the transformation of torso mode I think is is super rock solid, and the all of this culminates in like the biggest problem I have with this Grimlock toy is he comes with no weapons. Uh, the only weapons he comes with are the combiner feet, which you can kind of put onto his forearms as like punch gauntlets. But, like, you look at this figure, and, and it's I think this is a compliment to the figure, that I come away from it with my biggest problem being, where the hell is his sword? Because, like, that the, the feels like the piece that's missing is a sword for Grimlock that can unfold to be a bigger sword for Volcanicus. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I I recommend that Grimlock figure. You know, he's he's got problems, obviously, but, like, he's got as many T-Rex mode problems, I think, as any G1 Grimlock did. Um... And and the robot mode is just it's great, you know. The the waist joint on the robot mode does tons. 
uh, and and the, the tabs on mine feel very good. So like the 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 transformation, it's like simple but very clever. So it's like it's simple for me to do, but it's doing some cool geometry tricks. Um, and even the T Rex mode, you know, the hips are are enormously wide, and the tail is kind of like a lump hanging off his butt. But then, like, the, they, they also kind of nailed the, the head and the little T-Rex arms are on ball joints and they can wave around just enough. Um, my only problem with the combine mode is, like, he, he definitely requires uh, those extra combiner hands to fill out his flanks. And, like, you're supposed to put the Enigma of Combination in the T-Rex's mouth, but then the mouth can't close and it just looks dumb. Uh, it's way better to have the T-Rex head, like, folded down than you fold it up and forward to do, like, a breast fire attack. Uh, putting the Enigma in there just always looks like sloppy and not in the fun way anymore. It's like the other kind of sloppy. So I'm, I'm, I'm hugely happy with Grimlock and like on him, his whole torso uses that clear plastic with gold paint on the underside trick. And it's so great because the number of times I was like, oh no, I don't want to scratch the gold on him. And then I realized, because of the transformation. And then I realized, oh wait, I literally can't scratch the gold. Because it's underneath this, like it, it, it added this this layer of durability that that made the uh, the torso transformation feel great. So I'm uh, I'm over the moon with that Grimlock. I I wouldn't say he's toy of the line. I'd say he's still got plenty of problems, but I didn't think I was gonna like him this much, and I I felt completely fine getting him for close to normal retail. Uh, especially with the other Dinobots, like the man, the Dinobots feel great, like. So much could have not worked for me with this Dinobot team, but I've got all the way, all four of the Wave One Dinobots, and like I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm so happy. Uh, Aaron, let's pop over to you again. Uh, after I told you how great the toy you couldn't find was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, surprise, surprise. I no, I didn't get Grimlock. Um, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I I got some some cake from Christmas that caused reactions. I'm out of oh, you, I'm, you, I'm out of on topics. So out of on topic. I don't, I don't know if you want me to flip over to some off topic stuff or. Let me do. Let me do the check. TJ, have you got much on topic left? Uh, I got the one big one. Okay, I still have some on topic left. Uh, I let me quickly cover the legends and then we'll we'll pop back over to you, TJ. Um, I picked up the rest of the legends. Uh, so so slash is excellent you guys were right everyone's right slash is, mm -hmm. is is a queen slash is 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 a, is a queenly toy she is excellent she's like the best dinobot and I, and that's not saying the other ones suck it's like just like the other dinobots all hit me so much stronger than i expected and slash is still just freaking awesome uh that is a good goddamn toy uh she she is she is well worth her spot in wave one she is the legends toy to pick up uh and 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 she looks great with the other Dinobots. She even looks great, like having no integration point with Volcanicus. Just having her chill out on Volcanicus' shoulder looks looks cool. Um, the transformation is solid. She's great. Windcharger, I thought was going to be the most boring like dummy of a toy. I ended up feeling better about him than Beachcomber. Uh, Windcharger's transformation, having just that extra little little step of of unexpected parts flip, uh, pushed him up. A whole lot more than I expected. The weak part on him is that his his head sculpt looks dumbass, uh, and and not not in the fun wind charger way, but the lack of it, of of any forehead paint apps or, or outer ridge of the helmet paint apps actually just makes him look really dumb. Uh, it, it needed that extra spot of dark gray, I think. So I think tailgate's gonna look excellent. Um, but I ended up liking wind charger more than beachcomber, uh, which was which was a, an interesting surprise. Um, 
TJ, let's go back over to you for the big stuff, and then I'll talk about the leader toys. Alrighty, so <clears throat> I uh, uh, just today with my with my HLJ box got in Masterpiece Sunstreaker. Boy, oh boy, I don't know how all you guys, you're not the only one. I've seen a lot of people getting that toy in at the last minute of the year. And I'm just like, man, how did you all do it? <laughs> like, EMS at the right time? Even then, like, man, this is a Saturday. It's because America has Saturday deliveries, I think. Uh, I'm just jealous, that's all. I'm just jealous. I want mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah, it is as fantastic as you would think. Yeah. So, yeah, the two car modes work great. Uh, I, I I do say I get a little bit nervous with it just because uh, when you do the rear end flip to actually hide away the like the turbo engine, the chrome on that is rubbing a little bit. Like there's not a whole lot of room for just like just straight up clearance. So it's 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 a little it's a little bit dicey sometimes, but. Not terrible. I had a feeling that I would end up probably putting a, a clear coat on that chrome of like of like floor polish, because uh, I, I assumed it was going to be a little tight, a little snug. Yeah, yeah, you that'd be a safe idea. But uh, other than that, like it works, it works fairly well. And the two mode, they still look really good. Mm. Um, what I was surprised by was uh, I forgot that the headlights flipped out too, okay. and it's not like something. Requ it's not something that requires a thumbnail. It's like a little button underneath. Oh, cool! <laughs> like that was surprising. Um, but yeah, it does the hood open. The hood opens. The doors open. The headlights flip up. And yes, Takara, you are very impressive. Uh, the transformation is fairly complex for the size. Like more complex than some of the others from that size class, uh, partially because they have so many little tricks going on, they don't get in the way too much. Yeah, I I, uh, I didn't look up the. Tra I'm I'm gonna just I'm I'm gonna go in as blind as I can. But I've been hearing his transformation is is smooth the ways I want it to be smooth. Like it's uh yeah. it's not it's not nightmare time. It's like it's it's like real good modern masterpiece stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the only thing I really had trouble with was figuring out how everything had to jam together for his backpack. Yeah. It's, it's not bad once you figure it out. You know, and, and, and everything feels nice and solid. I keep looking over the toy once I had him in robot mode. I kept looking him over because I swear he's so heavy, especially in the legs, that there has to be die cast on this thing somewhere. Hmm. Like, I don't know where, I can't find it, maybe it's just that dense, but he feels heavy hmm. for his size. Which I, I didn't expect, because the legs do kind of come together with just panels that all just kind of form this tight little box. But he still, but it doesn't feel that way, he just, he feels solid, like, all around. Oh man, I'm, I'm getting mm -hmm. very excited about this figure, because, uh... My one worry about him was for how much he's doing. Uh, I felt like there was there was, I guess, a, w a window for error uh, in in the parts fit. Uh, yeah, it's it's not like, like a common thing with masterpiece nowadays. But I was you know I think about Cheetor and Cheetor, yeah. 
is I think Cheetor and Trax are still like two masterpiece toys. I would say in the modern era are on somewhat the lower end of just not feeling as nice as their contemporaries. Right, right. Uh, but no, no, like a lot of what he does, I feel like is like especially with things like the headlights. Like the feet don't do anything else. Yeah. So you know, okay, the headlights are an easy little gimmick to work in. Um, I think the I think the probably the hood is probably about the only thing that doesn't feel like a natural part, and they they store it away in robot mode fairly easily. Uh, let's see if I can think of any specific point about him. Like articulation's great. I love that he has like uh, an inward bicep thing, or or no, like like a pectoral joint. Oh, nice. It's called that. Yeah. So the yeah. So the arms at the shoulders can actually go inward. So that lets you like that lets him hold. That's like lets him like hold a gun with both hands and stabilize it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. There's like specific points about him. The one. I, oh, uh, not to spoil too much about the uh, about the transformation. His arms do the uh, top spin thing. Oh, nice. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's like good ideas getting propagated across lines, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I said it here before. It's like I like when I see tricks from Masterpiece Toys like work their way down. Now I'm seeing deluxe toy tricks work their way up. Yeah, but like in a good way. <laughs> I'm so happy that that toy sounds like it turned out so well. Like, I, I'm I always have moments of trepidation with Masterpiece Toys. Less so now, but there was a good long period where it's just like, is this going to be the one that screws it up? No, no, still going like this, like immediately bumps something off of my top 10 for the year. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I, I got a feeling he's going to be in the TFW staff picks, um, basically for whoever got him in time for the staff picks. That way it can show up twice. Yeah, the 2018 yeah. list as well. Yep. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I, I hope Masterpiece... You know, does well enough that we're not going back to Sunstreaker as the best example of the line by the end of 2018. <laughs> well, we got Dinobot coming out. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's excellent. Um, I can't think of any other real questions about him. Like he's, he seems pretty straightforward. Otherwise, he's got he's got accessory bits. It seems like they they work. My one disappointment <clears throat> is that the alien mask doesn't fit on tracks. Oh, but what? Oh man. I mean, okay, that's like, like, the, I, I, like I mean, it's a minor thing, but I was kind of hoping that'd be a universal accessory for everyone in that episode. I guess in the back of my mind, I was hoping they just throw in another one for tracks. Hmm. I, I, I mean, they have one more chance, it right? It would have been funny, like if they do hoist uh, with hoist. Yeah. yeah. Well, we well, I think they said they're doing uh, they're, they're that they're working on Trailbreaker. Yeah. So if they if they do if they then do a hoist, they gotta throw in a, a mask for tracks. I would, I would hope. I wouldn't want to have like all three without all three having the mask. Yeah, gotta get that zombie walk uh, going. Yeah. Oh, and uh, also the little chip chase turned out nice too. Yeah, I saw some really good photos of him. I, man, I'm like of two minds because like it's it's definitely a humor I, I attune with, but I'm always like half the photos of him seem to be like Sunstreaker about to do something terrible to him. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, part of me's laughing, but then like the slightly older part of me is kind of like, oh man, does it have to be the guy in the wheelchair? Like, can we not just like do do the stuff to Spike instead now? Uh, no, I've been spending time trying to figure out who he can sit in, 
and like really wishing I still had alternators. Oh, I have an alternator over here uh, for the time being, like the the very first one, smokescreen. I should see if he fits in there. Yes, I need someone to tell me that. It's like, I, like he's in a perfect sitting position. I just don't know who he could actually fit in. And Sun Sunstreaker doesn't have any interior, right? Like he's just full of robot. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, there's no seat in him. Yeah. I could, maybe he fits in the trunk. I don't know. Oh man, that's dark. Uh, part of me is kind of laughing, but I feel bad. So, <laughs> story of my life. I didn't actually do it. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that uh, Sunstreaker's turned out well, and grats on getting him before the year's out. Uh, I got uh, two last on-topic things to talk about myself. They are the Power of the Primes leader toys. I got both of them. So uh, let me talk about about Optimus first. Optimus Orion Pax Evolution, whatever, probably my staff pick of this year. Uh, as as my friend uh, Ray put it, like what a photo finish way to end the year for Transformers. That toy is friggin' awesome. Um, and that's the one that I figured would be the most boring, aside from the Orion Pax mode. But it's like, you know, the, the vehicle mode, the trailer mode is fine. The top of the trailer mode, like, if it had one more gray panel that folded over, it would be like, no one would have a problem with that trailer mode. That said, I think it's fine. It's, it's a big box, and it's, it functions like that. It's solid. The truck cab mode is messy in the back, but, like, Especially because Piaw found out uh, a way to, like, you know, if you fold the the arms down on the truck cab, it cleans it up just a little bit more. It's messy, but in, like, a pretender's vehicle mode way that I don't mind all that okay. much. I can't, I can't, like, defend it, but it's, like, it wears the front of that truck mode real well and then, like, wears the messy back of it pretty darn decently for how messy it is. Um because the transformation uh, is is pretty darn cool, like going to Orion Pax or to Torso Mode. Uh, Orion Pax is like a solid deluxe figure. Um, he, he's he's kind of tall, taller than I was thinking, like by about a half inch. Uh, decently articulated everywhere. He he looks a lot like the Floro Dairy model, and it's really neat. Um, and then the uh, the the combined mode, uh, the the trailer's transformation. For that combined mode makes that experience. The trailer is legit fun to transform. It feels like a neat kind of brave toy transformation where it's like, okay, the legs are starting. Uh, the stuff wraps around the legs. Okay, but then you get to the arms. The arms are designed to do this like specific 180 motion that halfways automorphs a couple panels and then you flip up the smokestacks and it just feels super robot-y like it when when that word got out that this was designed by the original star saber designer that is one of the moments where you really feel that old-timey super robot approach of like this was made for a cool speed line stock motion or stock footage sequence um and then when you when you put the Optimus Prime torso in, it's just like shakunk and it's in and it feels good. Mm. Uh, and then you have this like very like the silhouette on the on the combined Optimus mode is so damn strong. It's pretty poseable, all things considered. Like a lot of the joints are there and they all have a decent enough range. He's not super poseable, but every pose I put him in, the silhouette is so strong. He feels really good and like. The only bummer of this is that this happened on the Optimus Prime Orion Pax. You know, it's like kind of the most boring character to have the most engaging toy happened. Because uh, I wanted Rodimus to be the one that's like this. And 
Optimus Prime's sacrifices are in the alt mode. Rodimus's sacrifices are in the robot modes. And it's kind of equal. Like, Rodimus has better, more solid-looking vehicle modes, but the sacrifices to the robot modes just make him a somewhat less engaging figure for me. Uh, his transformations are still good. Uh, the Hot Rod standalone deluxe is probably the best deluxe Hot Rod that's ever been made. It still has problems, but this is more indicative of a problem with all the past Hot Rods than it is a problem with this figure. Um... The transformation for him to combine with the trailer is is probably still as cool as the Optimus one. It's got more parts forming, so it's slightly less cool. Um, and, and you have to work a few more locking points, whereas with Optimus, it's just like, shagunk, and he's in there. With Rodimus, you have to like line a few more things up. But the transformation's fine. The Rodimus robot mode standing there looks good, but he sacrifices outward shoulder joints looking any good. Um, as a result of that transformation, and it it just really hamstrings the fun I have with the figure. It's still so fun to transform. The hot rod is still good. The vehicle modes are still good. The weak point is this combined mode. So I don't think it sucks. I think that the reaction of like, oh, Rodimus is garbage compared to Optimus. Like I would I would disagree with that completely. But Optimus is just so goddamn good at what he does. He make he feels like a Wave Three figure to the Wave One Rodimus figure. Um, like, I put up a video on Twitter, I don't know if you guys saw, kind of just showing, like, this is the shoulder thing with Rodimus. Um, his shoulders kind of work like Combiner Wars Megatrons, where the outward shoulder motion is at the, is, like, the axis of motion is happening at a completely unnatural point that looks super weird. Um, so in his case, when you move his shoulders outwards, the joint is Hot Rod's hips that are, like, right underneath the Rodimus Prime neck. So his shoulders are moving up on an axis based right under his neck. Uh, and it just looks weird. Now, I was I was actually curious when I saw that. Could is that something that might be fixable by carving some plastic out from Hot Rod's leg? So I thought so that I thought that might be the case. His knees, in that specific non-helpful configuration, also super hard lock in that position with a loud click. Mm. So I don't think that there's any carving that can be done there the the one thing i tested if the forearms tabbed into the other side of his feet or his lower legs then his inner knee joint would have been workable as a good shoulder joint um aesthetically he probably would have looked a little bit different but i just don't see any way to work his existing joints unfortunately um without you'd have to redesign how the 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 Rodimus arms plug in. I think if a third party makes either new legs for Hot Rod or new arms for Rodimus, that might solve the shoulder issue. And I bet you a bunch of them are going to try. I'm kind of excited to see the add-ons for these two leader figures because there's certainly some stuff on, on Optimus that one could add on to for the sake of his vehicle modes. Uh, but Rodimus is definitely like, once you combine him, his articulation, it's all there. It's just the sh the outward shoulder motion is real unnatural, and unfortunately, that's like a very key joint for emoting. Um, he he's otherwise like very solid. He's like they both have uh, great ankle tilts. They both got full leg articulation. They both got like full arm articulation. Just Rodimus is a little bit more awkward. Um, if you can only get one, like I'd say Optimus is the one. Optimus just does everything better except the vehicle mode, and it made me realize. If I have to choose something to sacrifice, sacrificing from the vehicle mode, so long as it's still a solid block on wheels, 
um, that is a lot less impactful in a negative way than sacrificing something from the robot mode. Uh, I'd still say, like, if you like Rodimus, like, pick up this Rodimus. It's the best hot rod you're ever going to get. Uh, and, and the vehicle modes are dead solid. And the Rodimus mode is fine. You just can't pose them a whole lot. Um, and, and that might not be a problem for some folks. Like, he's, he looks good standing there stoically. Okay. Uh, it's just Optimus is, like, better at everything in robot mode. <laughs> like, with, with Optimus, his robot mode, the only problem is his fists are solid gray. Um, I've already bought two different paints to try out to paint his fists blue once once I do the video for him. Because uh, I think with his fists being painted, like, his fists hide away for the most part in trailer mode. So it's not like it's going to screw something up there. Uh, and I think that that's just the one missing link on him to make him, like, a friggin' awesome toy. The other bummer is they also are covered in those dumb stickers. They're not covered in them, but they've got them in some very key annoying places. Uh, Rodimus has them as the flames on the side of his Winnebago trailer. And they go right into a couple hinges. And if you follow the instructions, so you don't actually have, there's these two panels, right? That form that butt pack that hangs off his back. You only have to open those things about 20 degrees to get them to go around the yellow fin when mm -hmm. you transform them. The instructions tell you to fold them out 90 degrees. If you fold them out 90 degrees, you will decimate the stickers that are located right by the hinges. So just don't fold them out 90 degrees. Um, Optimus has got stickers for the stripes on his trailer. They're mostly fine, but Optimus, the stickers are, and, and Grimlock has this too on his legs. They're all in these perfect spots where they hang over their edges just enough to catch your fingers while you're playing with the toy. So it's not like you're pulling the stickers off, but you know, when you feel that little flap of a yeah. loose corner and it's kind of sticky, so it's hard to ignore. Um, that happens a lot on all of these power of the prime figures from Voyager up. And it's really irritating. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to the the absolutely probably going to happen repro label sets to replace all of these stickers. Uh, and on Optimus as well, it's just like, it's a bummer. Like, there's some leg detail stickers that are great. They're great. But because they're factory applied and they're small, they're just, they're crooked as all hell. Um, compared to how I know I could apply them. And, you know, that, that Figure King magazine issue came out showing, you know, the Japanese photos for the Power of the Prime toys and how they're basically ours. And it's like, nothing says that more clearly than if you look at Orion Pax's legs, you can see his leg stickers, you know, just properly crooked off each other the way the American ones are. Uh, those stickers are, they're, they're great toyetic details, and if I had applied them, that would have been super solid. Um... But the, the fact that they're factory applied is just like ruinous to their to their uh, their effectiveness visually. So anyway, Power of the Prime leaders, I'm I'm really like they're they're probably my favorite leader toys of this trilogy. Uh, the play pattern is solid. The transforming part is super fun on both of them. And if you can only pick one, then uh, then get Optimus. Uh, either of you guys have any questions about them before you get them that you wanted solved, or you just gonna keep an eye no out. i'm i'm waiting to to get him for myself um mm. i'm excited by both of them yeah yeah kind of the same way I, I i've sat here and like looked online to find if there's any place that has them available and inexpensive because for online neither like it's pick one yeah <laughs> and like unfortunately the leaders have been a lot slower turnover around here so yeah. I'm afraid I'm going to have to go that yeah. route in order to actually get them. I think I can still find leader sky warp in my area. Well, yep. there you go. That, I mean, like that's, that's the one that's caused the slow turnover <laughs> around here. I think. Yeah. 
So good job, Hasbro, with uh, finishing what you start with those. Woo! You know what? Don't start a trilogy of repaint characters who are all leader toys. That's the lesson learned. I think they already learned that lesson. <laughs> um, but yeah, I felt I felt bad how much I came off, I think, on Twitter, like dissing on that Rodimus toy. So I wanted to make it clear, like, he's he's still really fun to transform and his his vehicle modes are super cool. Um, and hopefully some cool third party mods come out to help with his shoulders. Uh that finishes our on topic uh what we got this week so uh, let's let's bop into some off topic. Uh Aaron, why don't you you tell me a thing that you got if you got any. Um so Christmas for me was a bunch of green rectangles. Um for the most part. Um one gift that I did get that was a pretty good execution so at uh mom's for for Christmas there's this really big box. Two Aaron from my my brother and his wife okay so it's nicely wrapped it was a star wars like new trilogy wrapping paper and a nice bow on it done really nice okay so i you know i open that up pull out another beautifully wrapped package (laughs) that has some i think that one was transformers wrapping paper and it's like uh okay went through eight more 10 in total different wrapped <laughs> packages all of them all of them like ribbons and like hand curled bows and done really nice and the wrapping paper done just fine and i look over at my brother's wife i'm like did you just have way too much time she's like well when we moved to the new house we had a bunch of boxes and i was sitting there trying to like make the most compact thing for taking out trash then realized oh hey all of these boxes compacted together like this i could go a pretty long way to to being a uh package hell for somebody's christmas merry christmas i was like okay cool so what was inside of all of that was a it's the first generation Apple Watch. Oh, cool. So she had upgraded to the third generation. And we'd been talking a couple months ago about Apple Watches. I'm like, I'd be really interested in like getting a smartwatch because I have a Fitbit Ulta that I'd been using a bunch. And it is, how did I normally put it? It's just smart enough of a smartwatch to realize how dumb it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's things like somebody sends me a text message and it will be like, you know, Chris Ho. Hey, Aaron, I was wondering if dot dot dot. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, OK, it's just enough that I know that I got a message and that it might be something that I need to really respond to. But now I got to go digging for something. And so now, actually, while we've been sitting here, I've been texting back and forth with Alfie just going to the watch looking at it and then like responding in smileys or whatever but mm. it has plenty of functions that are available and it it's like freaking dick tracy watch like weather boop i push a thing and it's oh, negative two degrees outside that's awesome let's let's not look at weather because that's just depressing and cold but hey close the windows rate, just <laughs> heart, heart rate monitor i could see the other day where i'd almost t-boned somebody based off of the mm-hmm. heart rate monitor and then I could also track the uh, the fun of passing out and waking up 
excitedly discovering with, a food allergy yeah with food allergies <laughs> so it's it's been a learning experience all around really um, I, I just wanted to say something i think is timeless and is always is always gonna be great is a solid well-executed nesting doll christmas yeah. package and trick. it was it was each package just fit perfectly inside the one previous it wasn't yeah. like everything had been jammed down in order to make it work or something and like I, it was that like each one was wrapped with care, not just like I'm a, I'm a jam this box inside of this box inside of this box. Yeah, and there and it wasn't like oh the next box in is a Nintendo, but it's not, and then the next one is a but it's not. It was just Amazon yeah, so box after Amazon box. Some things are timeless, and that's one of those things. Like, that that, that that will always be well done, and I'll never, I will never have the patience for someone who says, you know, I think this is kind of a done trick. It's like, no, son. It's never done. Yeah. <laughs> but then, so yeah, so then even the innermost one, each separate component of the watch, like, the, the watch part itself, each half of the band, the charger... Oh and the cover were each wrapped in a small package as well. So it was excellent. I, I was sitting there like if if this is just like as I was going through it, it's like if there's a gift card at the end of this thing, like, come on, man. And he's like, no, 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 I didn't get you a gift card. That's great. Because then you're like, well, what the hell did you get? Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, and I've really been um, I, I've definitely enjoyed having a real smart ro- watch rather than the really dumb smart watch. So, just just the the tertiary things that are nice about being able to integrate phone nonsense and see like when somebody sends me a message, I don't have to go digging for the phone. I can just be like, yeah, I can ignore that. Now you got to get the uh, the integrated AR so you can you can fully wire. I mean that's not it, out yet, but when it comes out, well, there is AR kit now in Apple stuff. So if you play Pokemon Go, there is a new version of the AR capture that you can get extra dust with or whatever, and you gotta like sneak up on Pokemon. All right. They they are trying to work AR further down that line too. Yeah, I'm I'm all down for our cyber hell future. I just I want it to come in a nice smooth package. But no, that's that's about it for me and all of, all around my gots. Alrighty, uh, TJ, tell me about an off-topic thingy that you got you want to talk about. Uh, I think the thing I'm into right now is I've been playing with it while we've been recording. I got the Giga Armor Mega Man X, which is the new Chogokin version of him. That yeah, that figure that got friggin' like like they announced it out of nowhere, and then it very quietly felt like it got delayed. But then very quietly came out out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was about the cycle of it. Yeah, I've been I've been hearing from the people I know who actually got it. It sounds like it's a pretty solid toy. Well, solid in many in many ways. Yeah. Because, OK, so it's a very it's a very cool update of your standard Mega Man X design. He's got some translucent parts with some armor underneath. He looks cool. He looks like stylized in a way that doesn't go over the top like the way the true force design did yeah you know it's it's a it's a nice little upgrade it's still very recognizable as mega man x uh the die cast in him is used very well it's all in the legs and by that i mean like from top of thigh to ankle almost everything is metal so most stable i've ever seen mega man 
the thing to him though is because he has this armor gimmick uh the only the only weirdness to him is that some of his joints kind of float off of his body just a little bit okay yeah, just trying to give the armor a little bit of room once it's all connected on. I was curious about the articulation on him because, like, there's so much about him that reminds me of the of the True Force Mega Man that, like, in my mind, I just kind of assumed he had, like, really clever Sentinel-style articulation. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure I've, I've come to understand that's not the case. Like, it's not, like, as bad, but... Oh, no, no, no. Like, it's... You know, it's kind of it's kind of your figure arts level. There's a little weird trick to the way his hip works where there's, like, a... It's a ball joint that's point where the socket's pointed upward. Yeah. But it's got good it's got good range and there's a hinge deeper into his pelvis so the leg can go forward all the way. Oh, cool. So you do you do it you do have plenty of range there. So that's uh, that's about the only real articulation trick. Yes. I I think he he go he does away with a lot of those little tricks like swappable faces and whatnot for all the other tricks he can do just like subtle things like being able to switch him from hand to buster arm without having to completely dismantle his arm to do it oh nice yeah which is a really nice change from just how bandai's been doing mega man but like the armor gimmick is just like so revolved around him so you get this big a hunk of parts that becomes like a jet bike and the jet bike itself looks cool in those i think three games that actually use the jet bike yeah but hey it's there it works it uh yeah so you shed the armor off of that you combine the armor on it's not armor that was ever in any video game but it makes him look very wing zero and let's say it's kind of like that that like I always think of it as the we saw we played X4 and we kind of mm-hmm. remember what the armor looks like, because whenever I see those kind of <laughs> armor designs, I'm always like, that's like close enough to the ultimate armor from X4. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like literally, it's like he's got this big like arm shield that's attached on to one arm and he's got uh, these big mechanical wings that aren't like feathery. There's just, like big jet wings hanging off his back. It's very wing Gundam. Yeah. Um, but it looks cool. Like when you put it all together, like he does what I always wanted a Mega Man X figure to do. He's like he fully armors up, and it looks really good. And he and because of his arms and his joints and his articulation does have that little floatiness to them in the normal mode, he does actually have all of his articulation range. Nice. Um, the only the only thing about the armor is, uh, for whatever reason, the shoulder armor doesn't want to stay on for me hmm. like that's about the only thing like all the armor is secure and pegs in really snug except for the shoulders that really like to spring out and i don't know if i have to shave something down or what but that's about the only frustration i've had with it everything else works nice and smooth ah yeah, that's a shame it's, yeah it's got to be something that's that's straightforward um like on a, on a high-end bandai piece usually that that that's like a, a minor tensile thing yeah that's what i figure uh, but yeah, aside from the armor, all everything that's left from the jet bike turns into the X version of Rush, which is a first. Yeah, and it looks it looks like a demented Zoid more than anything. Yeah, like a spooky Anubis like bloodhound thing. Yeah, it's a little creepy for Mega Man X, but you know what? Okay, fine. 
Yeah, I, I guess you needed some way to use the rest of the bike. You know, if we dug up Rush in in the year two XXX, then I guess this is what he looks like. Hmm. But no, like I love the set just for how much it does. Like aside from just getting a really good, really solid figure, he has a lot of play value to him, which you know. It, it keeps when I've got so many Mega Man X's, it's nice to have one coming out where it's like, OK, I don't feel like the armor today. Yeah. OK, we'll, ju- we'll just have OK, we'll have him riding the bike today. It's like. But it works. It's also nice that it sounds like he aside from the shoulder issue you're having, like that. He generally, it seems he turned out all right. Like, I still have that mm-hmm. thing whenever a new Mega Man toy comes out or in the back of my mind, I'm kind of like, I wonder what's going to go wrong. <laughs> I've had good Mega Man X figures come out. I have. They're generally fine. It's just like there's always in the back of my head. I'm just like something like especially when one looks so cool, like, you know, with the transforming bike armor stuff. I'm just like, oh, this has got to screw up somehow. Um, And I was worried it was going to be in the articulation, but it it sounds like that's not a problem at all. No, no. His articulation is pretty good. Like he he feels like a figure art with a couple extra with a couple of uh, tricks for uh his design necessities. Awesome. I'm just trying to think of, uh, of something from, from my own, uh, off topic, what I got. So that would be fun to talk about. Uh, I'm, I'm having fun with it. I got, my mom got me a couple new clamp things. Uh, they're these little small rig things. They're like a little clamp, uh, connected to a double ball joint. And on the other end is a little like tripod mount. Uh, and I've already found great use for these because these can clamp onto the articulate arms I use for my lights and everything and the one I've used for my camera now and then. So I had I, I shot an unboxing I need to edit where I had my camera on an, on an articulate clamp arm stuck on the table in front of me, pointed down at the table. And then I had one of these new little clamps clamped onto that arm holding my microphone. So it was right up at mouth level. So I didn't have I could look up and down between my, my viewfinder or my, my LCD thing and, and what's I'm what I'm poking at. And uh, the mic was right there in front of me, and I I really liked it. So I, I had a very clampful Christmas. I also got another another super clamp and another arm, uh, which my mic is currently attached to on my desktop desk. Uh, there, I hit it a couple times. Yeah, I think I saw um, your photos of the clamp madness. Yeah, I put up some photos of the unboxing setup, uh, which I'm, I'm going to try to use that for live streams and for V-builds as well. Um, in future, because these these little small rig clamps, I can also just attach a webcam to and then clamp them onto something else. Uh, clamp life is a good life. Um, and uh, I, I have seen the gif of the guy from Futurama. Yes, thank you. Um, I know someone out there was thinking, hey, maybe he hasn't seen this, but uh, I have. I do know there's a guy in Futurama who's very relevant to clamps, because uh, if I had forgotten about him, I can assure you that by now I would not have forgotten about him any longer. Um, TJ, what's other? You got any other off-topic stuff you want to talk about? Jeez, there's a there's so many on off-topic things. Like, I, I I said it all. I said it off. Like, I've got a large family, and my large family really likes decimating my wish list this time of year. Um, uh, one more relevant to uh to this audience, uh, for. <laughs> I, I, I give her I give her credit because she has no idea what the show is. Uh, Danielle got me the Super Robot Chogokin Genesis Gao Gaigar, the Hell and Heaven version, the Greeny Green version, Green Green, yes. <laughs> which is why she got it. It's like this one is green. You like green? Here's green. 
the, so she couldn't find the other the one. The regular version of that used to be on Amazon a lot, and he, he kind of stopped being on Amazon a lot, and I'm starting to regret how long I put off picking him up. <laughs> yeah, I think she said the last one disappeared on her, too. Yeah. Like, it's a, re- I mean, it's a really, really cool figure. Hmm. Like, I, like, I do, I love little things, like, uh, like, because it would be really awkward for ankle tilts on this thing. Like, he has toe tilts. I'm like, okay, how does that work when I open up his legs? And then I find out that, like, literally the outer shell of his legs slides down. Yeah. Just so he can stand flush. Okay, that's a neat trick. I remember when that toy came out a couple of years ago and they showed that off. I was like, I remember, because uh, I was one of the people who had it, the original Max Gokin Genesis Galgagar. I was like, you guys straight up took that trick from Max Factory's Galgagar, but that's fine because yours probably won't explode. Uh, but yeah, that was totally a Max Factory trick originally from back in like 2006, I think. Hmm. Um, yeah, the, the like it, it's it was a really clever way to work an ankle tilt into those legs. Because they have that natural seam line, so it's like, yeah, just slide down the outer third of the leg. <laughs> right. But no, it, it is an exceptionally cool figure. Uh, I actually do really like how the green looks. Like, there's always part of me is really awkward about those versions. Because mm-hmm. I would prefer the standard version, because it's the one that I'm more familiar with. And once I have that, I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't really need the special version anymore. So it's actually rare that I get one of these, and it's actually very striking in person, like more so than the vi- than uh, images I've seen. Yeah, because like it does a really good job of conveying just like that that final attack energy on him. And also his his best scene that wasn't his combination scene, he was all lit up like that. Well, I I remember he's like that for like the last episode and a half, I think. Yeah, it's when he's fighting uh, when he's fighting Palpalepa. Uh, in his his big ass like like he does the hell in heaven chant, but each time he says a word, he's also punching Palparepa like in the side of the face or something. Yep. Uh, he's he's all lit up green. Um, I like that scene a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, okay. yeah, but I I give her credit for just doing the research and figuring out which ones I didn't have, which ones that I might be interested in, and because she has no idea what Gal Gygar is. I, I, I continuously describe it to her as the one where a where a robot smashes the universe with a giant hammer. Yeah, well, in in the OVA at least. It's also well, the, it's well, also it's the one where a robot stops a meteor from hitting Earth by throwing it through a time space warp that ends up being the same meteor that wipes out the dinosaurs, and then they find that robot buried in a on the because he time traveled and then turns out he was fossilized, buried in the Earth the entire time since. Everyone should watch that show. Yeah, hitting a universe with a hammer is just shorter than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's let's each do one more off-topic thing then uh, to close this up. I got one other one. I got I got a Common Rider Exade thing from Amazon called the Hyper Muteki Box. Uh, I bought it because it had a new Soto figure in it, but it also has like a couple photo books and some other stuff. It also has my first Gashat because I, I I I wanted to stay away from roleplay toys, but Gashats. Um, definitely are, are the kind of roleplay toy I like because they're self-contained electronics. Um, I never actually handled one in person, so this came with a new Gashat, which is Knockout Fighter 2. Um, it's one of those double ones, like Mighty Brothers. Uh-huh. So, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get rid of it because it has this one set that, that is really cool. Um, you know, like, you know Kamehameha, right? No, what's that? <laughs> like, you know, the... 
That's a Dragon Ball Z thing from an anime called Dragon Ball Z. Oh, okay. Uh, where a guy like shoots a fireball and he says Kamehameha, but he says it really long and loud. Why is he screaming the name of a Hawaiian king? I don't know. It's like some weird like Akira Toriyama thing. But like this 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 knockout fighter one has an attack noise in it after you open and close whatever the thing is. I just I was just pushing the buttons because I don't have a gamer driver. Also, I'm I'm now in the market for a gamer driver. Um, <laughs> and uh, it says of Kamehameha. It uses the same thing to say critical ha. Here I'll play it. For, I, I videoed it because it was really cool. There's the. I found it. Like that's powerful. That's powerful to experience in person. The, the dude holds the ha like ten seconds longer than I thought he would. Uh, and it was, it was really neat. The, the box is now like out. Like I just put in a pre-order in it on Amazon because I wanted the new Soto figure, and now it's like turned into a valuable thing. Um, but this is also like I like this gash out a lot, and I think I I think I want a thing to stick it into, so I don't have to keep pushing all the buttons myself because it's actually kind of painful. Uh, like reaching my fingers into all the crevices and then hitting all the different button combinations. Anyway, yeah. Uh, this isn't going to turn into a thing. It's just I want a thing to stick my thing into. That's all. Also, I might, I might have gone on Mandarake and, and bought the Mighty Doctors Double X because it's, it's full of two guys I like talking. This, this isn't going to be a thing, though. Sure. Does anyone mm -hmm. know where to get a cheap gamer driver right now? I'm just uh, just asking for a friend. Hey, TJ, did you uh, get anything else off topic? <laughs> uh, let's go through the list. So I'll preface this with saying that uh, for Christmas, I got a set of vinyls based on the Rooster Teeth animation Ruby. Uh, these are not pop vinyls. Mm -hmm. OK, OK, no, 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 don't 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 judge me. Don't judge me. These actually have like actual sculpting and actual paint and don't have dead eyes you know they actually look nice but i would just preface that just to get those out of the way because for myself i also picked up uh a line i've never heard of called super action statue of the main character ruby mm -hmm. okay so if you've never seen it it's okay it's it's girl with a gigantic scythe, essentially. And, okay, so I, this is about the only time I've seen an articulated figure for the show. Popular as it is, everything that comes out for it are vinyls or minis or statues. Yeah. You know, if I want something articulated, this is about the only option. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying this is about as, twice as expensive as your standard Figma. I think SAS, that's the, the company that does all the JoJo figures. Is it? Yeah, because I know I've heard that that uh, line name before, and and I think that they they are the ones who do the articulate JoJo figures, or have for, you know, however many years. Hmm. That makes the rest of this confusing. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, had, I had thought they were new at this. So, uh, the figure the figure itself is... It feels like a Figma, honestly. Like, mm. it's got very similar articulation structure. It has uh, similar design specs and everything. And, you know, it, it works well enough. You know, you, you have to figure out some of the, you know, how the joints work if you want to get, you know, like, 
you either like you need to figure out how to rotate joints in order to get like an ankle tilt back forward or like twist around to get it sideways things like that you know typical uh then you get to the fact that because the character is known for this gigantic scythe weapon your first concern is can she actually hold the scythe weapon yeah not really ah that's an issue uh yeah i had her holding it with both arms and they were still sagging on the weight that's not good so uh you come with it comes with a display stand that can plug into her uh it does not give you an additional arm for this gigantically heavy weapon that she comes with so you're kind of on your own if you actually need to help help uh standing this thing up for a pose or something and uh there's a build quality issues because as i was trying to get her into a good pose for a photo a little piece off the end of the scythe fell off mm-hmm uh, you know, and it was like one of those pieces where you think, oh, well, that's supposed to come off so you can slide the scythe into like a closed hand and all that. No, no, this piece just came off and it wasn't supposed to. And I don't know how it held on there because before this happened, because there's no glue that I could see. There's no little nub that would have frictioned it in. It just came off and it, you know, I have to glue it back in place because there's no friction to it. I don't. Geez. I have no experience with the super action statue. So if I looked it up, I put a link in the in the Zencaster chat. They are if that's the same company, they are the ones who have been doing the Jojo toys, uh, which I, I don't know much about. All I know is like I so I know some folks who have bought them. I don't remember what they said about them. <laughs> I just remember it's like, oh, these are the posable figures for that Jojo thing. Uh, and that's about it. Uh, I think they've been doing these since 2011. Okay. I don't know, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's just doing such a thin figure kind of threw them off. Because I was going to say, that when you said Figma, the one thing I kind of caught about these figures is they always struck me as, like, thick Figmas. Like, the JoJo ones looked like just very, like, beef thick Figmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if they're... Because they're, the company's called Medicos, and I don't know if that's also the same as Medicom. Um, just taking a look. I don't think it is. Because I do know Medicom stuff has a has a tendency to occasionally have that fragility to it, that whole like oh you actually want to mess with this uh, kind of fragility, right? But I think this is a different company. I'm not even sure if it's a fragility thing. There's just a lot of tolerances that are way looser than they need to be for the toy. Yeah. The other the other part that bugged me was like she comes with two faces, well two heads. So you're just your standard expression and then like a mouth open yelling for like middle of an attack but her eyes are exactly the same on both faces <laughs> so so i just have one where it's just like no expression and then one where it's just like ah, uh... like yeah like yeah like yeah you know, like okay like she's at a doctor's office and getting her tonsils looked at yeah that's the problem i have with the storm collectibles chun li that's that's i think recently come out is they they gave her like two different head sculpts but her eyes are the same it's the thing her eyes are the same on both of them and it's like you can't just have identical eyes when one of the head sculpts is supposed to be like a ha kind of thing yeah because this is going kind of looks like she's going like ha um i would i would throw this out to listenership if anyone out there has any experience with the super action statues from jojo or whatever else medicos has done like if if those issues line up or if this sounds like unique thing like let us know in the thread i'm curious 
But, uh, I think, I think that brings us to a point where we should probably close up because we're just crossing the, the cool, the cool time length, uh, of two, of two thirty zero zero. So, um, yeah, let's call it there. I think, Aaron, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Hey, no problem. And I know you're, I know you're coming off of your uh, your almond uh, no, adventure. No, I'm I'm past all of that. No, I just ran out of stuff to talk about. More than happy to let you guys uh, keep going. Well, uh, TJ, thanks for joining us as well. And uh, mm-hmm. and you know, I'll, I'll I'll ping you some more about some things in, in future episodes. Um, I, I mostly want to want to know if you have any leads on uh, on gamer drivers because a friend of mine's asking. I, I will see what I can do for your friend. All right. This friend of mine's asking. That's all. He might already be looking at stuff on Yahoo Auction Japan as well because uh, he's eager. Uh, he wants to stick his gash at into something. Um, and also, uh, hey, ha- happy holidays and, and many Merry Xmases to you, too. Yeah, same to and, you. Uh, buddy. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. And uh, and have a, have a happy new year because that's that's coming up on us very soon as of this recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same goes out to all of you listening I hope that you have had as best a December as you can hope for whatever it is you did and uh, if you're hearing this in 2018 I hope that the, the changeover of the number on your calendar uh, was as painless as can be and uh, above all else just take care of yourself stay safe and uh, and, and yo stay in touch uh, we'll talk to you again uh, in the next episode of WTF and TFW and uh, until then uh, jingle 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 stay well Add all that up, I know what the f it means, but you got some badass perpetrators now here to stay.